0: Welcome to the Dojo Talk Podcast. Please remove them shoes before entry. The master is here and you still have not taken off your shoes. Every day to define man's mission Look into the sky for divine transmission Death man's vision makes the blind man listen Eyes on the prize, this is blind ambition Thank you Welcome to this edition of the Dojo Talk Podcast I'm your host Serial Sensei We're on episode number 143 This is take two of this intro As always, you can give this podcast a listen on SoundCloud, YouTube Apple Podcasts, Spotify, as well as Google Play. Uh, give us a look on social media at the Dojo Talk Podcast Facebook page, as well as the Instagram page. Send questions to Podcast at yahoo.com. And you can follow me on Twitter, as well as Twitch, at Serial Sensei uh, for the second time, but you guys didn't hear the first one. But I'm joined, as always, co-host Cool, And we dragged along Joy, because he is the... Uh, Anytime fights happen overseas, he's like our f- overseas correspondent, even though he lives here. But he comes on for all the overseas cards for some for reason. The
1: bad, for the bad ones.
0: Yeah. And this one wasn't terrible. Well, but, it, it, no, it was...
1: but, like, I got the Moncton card. I got the Poland card that there was that one time. I'm right. here for the weird cards.
0: That Moncton card, was that was, that was a rough time. Was yeah. <laughs> it was a little better. There was a little upgrade from that.
1: I'm here for the strange and the obscure.
0: Yeah somebody somebody's got to do it um you should have here for the last one mm, yeah that boy
2: Whew. oh wait, uh, no
1: because then this podcast would have been they wouldn't have been able to listen to it in their grocery stores or <laughs> their local public libraries because i would have said a lot of mean things about yeah,
0: them that, that, would have been nice but that, that car was a a task um so b- before we get started um, boy, it feels weird recording an intro twice, because none of you guys heard what I said the first time, so I have to reiterate uh, a warning to the listeners, um, I'm a little sick, if you don't can notice, my voice is not, uh, it's not 100%, summer cold is in full effect, it won't leave me alone, so if I'm coughing and grunting and clearing my nose during the episode, just don't mind me, I'm going to try to keep it to a minimum, but um, I can't laugh without coughing, which is gonna suck because I'm probably gonna laugh at some point during this episode and then I'm gonna cough and then it's gonna sound like I'm dying. So if you hear that noise, I'm okay. Just, you know, summer cold suck. Stay hydrated, take your medicine. Don't don't be like me. I don't know how I got sick, but it, it just happened. It's just trash. Drink vitamin C, I guess. I, I don't know. But um yeah, episode one forty three. Thank you guys uh for listening. Shout outs to all the listeners, Tumblr people, Twitter people. Share, post, retweet, send to everybody you know. Tag mom, grandma, dad, uncle, uh, fast food worker, librarian. Uh, and is anybody you see on the street? Yeah, random people. You know, if you can't give the homeless guy money, give him this podcast in some way. I don't know how that works. You know what? I you was could about
1: say- to say, how's he going to listen to it?
0: You know what you could do? You could give him money and buy him a meal, and y'all could sit down and listen to the podcast together. Yeah,
1: there you go. Community just, outreach.
2: Just Maybe. give him your phone.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> At your own risk. I
1: mean it looks risky, but that's up to you. It's how that's, you want to do
0: it. Yes. You gotta make the world a better place somehow. Exactly. Right. Hey, that's that's you know, reach, you know
1: reach. next time you go Yeah.
0: It's a good way. Just just spread the love. That's that's all we ask you. Just just spread the love.
1: <sighs> next time you go to a party, just put it on. Instead of music. Mm. then hide <laughs> so they don't know who you are so. <laughs> yeah.
2: just, just make sure it's like a random house party where you don't know anybody just walk inside
0: <laughs> just <show up. laughs> yeah that's definitely you gotta be at the house party where you only know like one other person
1: but make sure you eat first cause they may kick you out
0: yeah, yeah.
2: I you mean might, you leave you leave as soon as you put it on you
0: might not make, it, like, make it past wait. you might not make it past the intro and boy, if we direct him to this episode, I'm just gonna be coughing all over that loudspeaker, so that that might not go too well. But uh, you gotta do what you gotta do. Um, so yeah, thank you guys as always for listening. As far as today's episode, um, you know, it wouldn't be. Well, we're not gonna jump into John Jones yet, but he, he just kind of find his way into episodes. He's He's John Jones. It just it wouldn't be an MMA week if we if we didn't mention him. But uh, we'll be covering some some headlines in the MMA world. Uh, we will be, of course, covering fights. UFC 240. Uh, I'll probably run through Rousey 17. Only really watch one fight from it, but I'll just read results. Um, and I will probably briefly talk about uh, this Javante take Davis fight, which lasted what all of two rounds. So that'll be a thing and then of course we will run through fight announcements and news and all of that so i guess we can just go ahead and kick that off if my computer would like to uh if if it would like to help me out here i'm struggling trying to get my notes up there we go okay news and notes for the week so I have a pretty pretty decent list of uh, fight announcements, and then we'll run through those, and then we'll go back and, uh... oh, you know what, actually, you, you want to do this like last week, where we kind of had to do, do the sad news first?
2: Yeah, um, and we, did, we, we forgot, we talked about it before we started recording last week, but we actually did not get a chance to talk about it during the podcast. Um, and 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 then the story developed even further. Um, Maxim Dadashev. Can we start with him real quick.
0: Yeah, yeah, I got him and uh, him and uh, Hugo. Yeah. Uh, both written down.
2: So for those of you who uh, who've been following the story, Maxim Dadashev uh, fought. I want to say it was on ESPN. Uh. Like, one of the ESPN platforms last... Fr- uh, not... On, what was it? Uh, July 19th. For top rank, he fought Subriel Mate- uh, Matias. Um, his trainer, Buddy McGurk, stopped the fight. And I want to say after the 11th round... Um, Dadashev took a, a, a beating. Um, he threw up on his way back to the uh, dressing room. They took him to the hospital... They had to put him in a medically induced coma um, to treat his uh, his hematoma, and he has some internal bleeding. Um, and on July twenty third, he passed away. So,
0: what was the? Cause I didn't uh, read into the other one. What was Hugo's um, story? I
2: think it was just a fight in Brazil, uh, not Brazil, uh, Argentina. Um, uh, Hugo Santián. Let me just pull up the article I was reading before. Uh, 23-year-old Hugo dies after sustaining injuries. After sustaining injuries, the second death of the sport in the week. Uh, in a statement, the WSP explained that Santián died at the San Felipe Hospital in Buenos Aires after being hospitalized following a fight with. Eduardo Abreu Saturday, uh, but he continued. I mean, he finished the fight. That's the thing. Um, I, I haven't seen the fight. I, I don't know how out of it he was, or if it was like a a, a case of just like gross um, negligence on his corner's part, or if sure. it was just uh, you know, like would Dadashev nobody... like. Until McGirt, like, saw him in the 11th round, after the 11th round, like, there was no way of knowing, you know?
0: Yeah, and that, that, I, I didn't really see either fight, but I, I at least saw clips of the, the Dadashev fight. Yeah. And I, I felt I felt really bad for his corner, man, because it, we, we talk about this a lot on this podcast about, in MMA, we kind of wish sometimes corners would save their fighters more, like, Sometimes they just... They take unnecessary beatings, and it's just... It, it, at some point, it just seems like it's not really worth it. Like, just get them out of there. Let them live to fight another day. Right. And here you have a cornerman who was clearly trying to do the right thing. Like, he sat him down after the 11th, and he told him, like, dude, you're, you're getting hit too much. We 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 got to stop the fight. Like, we can't, we can't let you go out there and just keep doing like this. And, like, he clearly was trying to do the right thing, trying to protect his guy. And it just... Just kind of one of those unfortunate just situations where you just it, it doesn't happen often, but every now and then you just kind of get that gut check realization of just how dangerous not just boxing but like combat sports in general is and can be. And I, I can't speak on the the Hugo uh, Santillon uh, situation because I, I didn't read much into that one, but I I can say at least for the Dadashev situation that. It almost, I, don't, I don't want to say it was like unavoidable, but it was just one of those things where it felt like there was... Hindsight is always 50-50. I'm pretty sure there are people around that situation who are probably looking back thinking oh, maybe I should have did this or maybe I should have stopped it earlier, but just kind of looking back at all the information that I was able to gather, it almost seemed like unfortunately... Like th- there was no way none of us knew this was going to... You didn't know this was going to happen. Like, it, it just... It's just one of those unfortunate situations where you're just kind of reminded, like, this is a, a brutal combat sport and it can this have is, some terrible consequences. Is,
2: exactly. This is an outcome that can, like, it doesn't have to, like, that's the thing. Like, it doesn't have to be after, like, the end of a beating or a war or something. It, 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 all it takes is one bad punch. So, like, th- this ain't no game.
0: Ugh. yeah, that, that was a rough, rough headline to wake up to, because he was only, he was like 26, something like he,
2: that. Uh, he, he was young.
0: Yeah. Um, so. Joey, did you see any of these fights at all? The two, uh, the
1: two boxing fights?
0: Yeah, did you, uh, no, no, uh,
1: like I was unaware of it until, uh, until my mom texted me to let me know that somebody had died, so that's when I knew it was like a big, big story.
2: Yeah. Because
1: um, when, when people who don't follow the sports start kind of chit-chatting about it, that always catches my attention. Um, you know, it's weird. Like, we're going to talk about this a little bit more when we get to Max Holloway. But it is always weird to think how, the M, how combat sports is just like, you could have something like this happen and then the train just picks right back up. You know, because this happened on a Monday and then Friday, Saturday, we were all getting excited about another card if you're a boxing fan you had plenty of boxing to get excited about if you're an MMA fan you had plenty of MMA to get excited about and it's always weird how quickly we can shift because this I could think about watching some of these fights on Saturday was like was the tragedy that happened beforehand and it does shift your perspective because there were a few fights that got stopped maybe a little early. but at the same time, like at the start of the week we were dealing with two people who lost their lives and you know in combat sports. So to me that was fine. but it, it's just weird, it's weird how we are because I always view it like how do we like how do we interpret it? And it's it's just weird like how long it's gonna take because when the guy died in, Bra- in the Bra- when the Brazilian guy died in MMA, can't remember his name. Apologies. It was like a solid two week period where everybody was very sensitive about it, and then we just started to go right back to normal. So I'm curious to see how long before boxing fans, hardcore boxing fans, kind of just get back on the train, so to speak. Um, it's a tragedy. It's unfortunate. Um, some of this, from everything I've heard, it seems like it was just an unavoidable thing. Apparently, it was a good match, like a good fight between two guys. safer trainers i've seen him stop fights earlier before so it's just kind of a tragedy that has no there's no easy recourse it's not like it's not like a case where you can clearly see something was terribly wrong apparently and right it's just a pain i i I feel for their families it, it it always sucks when you get hit with that reality that this is a dangerous sport as you said and Like what could come of this? I kind of really don't have. I, I my hope is that, and again, we don't know. How, more lax sparring, less people going full force. But we don't even know if this guy was an intense sparer either. So, it, it it's just unfortunate and tragic.
0: Yeah, I, I would hope that if, if if nothing else, and if if nothing else comes from this, and like you said, we we we, we do kind of move on pretty quick. But I would just hope, at least for a moment, you know, everybody takes a step back and just kind of realizes, like, how kind of serious things can get when it comes to this extreme. Like, we don't see this that often, but it it does happen. Um, So, like, just reinforcing that, like, fighter safety, fighter health is, like, a, a super, super important thing that needs to be taken into account. And hopefully, like, people who are trainers fighters people who are like actually in the world you know or on the front line so to speak you know take it more seriously like you said not not trying to kill each other and sparring like just kind of being smarter and this this doesn't really i'm not applying this to data chef because i'm you know i'm not inside his gym i don't really know what goes on and like i said it seemed like his corner was really doing the right thing but just hopefully everybody can take a step back you know if you think something's wrong with your guy or just you know don't don't be so hesitant to to pull them back. Like sometimes you gotta you gotta rescue them from themselves um, if if you can. And like I said, with this situation, it was kind of one of those things where it's like there it was unfortunately it probably wasn't much anybody could have done because it, it it didn't look like he was really super out of it until you saw he had to get helped out of the cage. But like we've seen we've seen guys take like worse I, I guess punishment and walk away. I guess fine quote-unquote um no no just just kind of reinforcing just fighter health fighter safety uh, as, as much as you can in a sport that is you know unfortunately just can be unforgiving but um and
1: not to not to pile or just to because eventually we're gonna have to talk about this edmonton card but i think that sort of did impact my enjoyment or my interest. I guess it's so fresh to me that I was having a hard time rewarding toughness in the sense that like, oh, she's taking a lot of damage or she's like, oh, she walked through all those shots. Like it almost kind of made me uncomfortable because of what happened at the beginning of the week.
2: Right.
1: So it was was like this weird dichotomy where uh, toughness can be a hindrance and watching it it just it was a very uncomfortable feeling all week, given the situation And, and Boxing's had a bad slide, man. I think you know, last week, Pernell Whitaker. It's just been, it's been a rough
0: couple weeks. Yeah. And I'll, I'll probably circle back to the situation when I talk about uh, the the Javante Davis fight, because um, they they mentioned that during commentary that some people thought that TKO might have been a little early, but considering that um, I was a daughter Chef, I think he fought in Maryland. That Carwood was here, or, <laughs> um. So yeah, just. People like was that stopped a bit early, but on the same token, it's like, dude, we, we literally just had somebody die here like a week ago. So, but just really, really unfortunate, man. Rest in peace to uh Maxim Dadashev. Rest in peace to uh, Hugo Alfredo uh, Alfredo Santian. Uh, su- su- super unfortunate situation. All right, we got the sad news out the way. So let's uh move on to some fight announcements. So, got a pretty pretty decent list of uh, fight announcements here. Um, I feel like I've written this fight down 80 times. Um, <laughs> Robert Whitaker versus Israel Adesanya is at UFC 243. I don't know why I wrote this down again. I feel like we've talked about this fight like 20 times on this podcast. But it's like official, official, official now. So, that's going down at UFC 243. Um, also on the same card, we will be having Taito Ivasa versus Sergey Spavak. I don't know why I say his name like that. but And Megan Anderson versus Zara Farn Dos Santos, if I'm saying that correctly. Um, at UFC Boston, Chris Weidman will be making his 205 debut against Dominic Reyes. And I'm going to pause right here. How are we feeling about this matchup?
2: Uh, it depends on which version of Chris Weidman shows up, because if it's the dude who, like, who we saw, like, the, the, the guy who came over was, like, a pressure uh, boxer who would walk you down and take your space and, you know, use the jab gen- to come forward, then I think he does pretty well, like, I guess Reyes. Um, I think if he fights off the back foot, he's going to tire himself out, and he's, he's going to, get, like... And he's just going to give Reyes, who's equally, if not longer than him, just, like, the space to operate and do his own thing and probably knock him out. So.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of torn on this matchup, which I didn't think I would be, but I, I think I, I want to be optimistic and say Wadman will have a much better first impression at 205 than Rocco did. And. I feel like Wadman hasn't looked bad in his last couple fights. Just sometimes he just doesn't end up on the right end of the stick. <laughs> like He'll have really good moments, but it just won't equal to a win. Um, and his size at 205 and, you know, wrestling ability, overall skill set I think should translate really well to 205. But, like, sometimes he's just such a question mark. Like you said, you kind of don't know what you're going to get. I think if he's operating at 100%, I think he can win this fight. But I'm I'm not... I'm not 100% sure, man. I'm not, like, super... I'm not as comfortable as I thought I would be picking him. Because um, I feel like Reyes looked vulnerable in the fight, uh, the Vulcan fight. Right. So, I've I realized with Reyes that as much as I want to see him get a title shot, he's probably not ready for it. And... I think a guy like Weidman could give him a lot of issues. But I just I don't know what Wyman I'm getting. So uh, I I'm not saying this with a lot of certainty. But by the skin of his teeth, <laughs> I'm gonna give Reyes this win. But I'm not hundred percent confident. But I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna give him I'm gonna give him this win and say he, he edges out a really probably tough fight. He's really gonna have to dig deep. And work for
1: total recency bias here. Um, if Weidman Ray Re- is if Weidman Ray is announced before I see Luke Rockhold get smelted, uh, I'm probably picking Weidman, but because I just saw the guy who beat Chris Weidman get wiped out by, I'm not, I'm not on because if, if the fight happens before we see we- uh, Rockhold Jan Blachowicz, all we have is like Anthony Smith and Tiago Santos going up and just wrecking shop. Then you throw Rockhold into the equation, and you're like, oh, well, he's absolutely going to be f-. And he gets wiped out. So, like, off-the-face-of-the-earth-style wipeout. So I guess it's just recency bias, because now I'm a little less confident in Chris Weidman. But I think Reyes is a tough matchup for him. Kind of the guy who can match his athleticism, hits a little bit harder than Weidman does, uh, has a better understanding of pacing than most of Weidman's opponents I'm gonna assume that the the Ozdemir fight was just a bad night for Reyes and I think he takes this one.
3: That's
1: fair, that's fair. Alright, just, just like it's weird not, not to cut your It's weird how he went from 2016 being one of probably one of the top ten fighters in the world to like this guy who may be a live dog against a dude pretty unproven and he's got some flaws of his own
0: boy in- injuries <laughs> It's just <laughs>
1: it really is like and that's the yeah. thing like what you guys said this is a guy whose neck could at any given moment potentially cause him to pull out of this fight
0: yeah and you you hate to see it cause he's really talented but it's like god I don't even know how much your body is just it seems like it's hanging on by a thread right it just, and I don't know when it's gonna fall apart. But
2: the man a, is a ticking time bomb. Really,
0: yeah, like he's, he's not he's here not for a here long for time. time. Nah, but we'll we'll see, we'll see. I'm I'm really looking forward to that fight. Um, boy, if yeah. Wadman gets wiped out at 205, then maybe we were wrong about this whole. Uh, you know what? No, we weren't. We weren't wrong. You guys went to 205 like eight years too late. Would agree. <laughs> but, <laughs> would agree.
1: Oh, who, who would you give the cardio advantage to?
0: Ooh. Mm.
1: Because Weidman was never a great, because he's such a pressure fighter that he would get tired. And Reyes kind of came on pretty strong against Uzdemir, but we've never seen him in a five round fight. First main event, probably going to be some pressure.
0: I feel like Weidman had a pretty good pace against Jacare. I would agree. That was a pretty good. I thought that was a pretty good pace he set.
1: And uh, against Machida in his and like last time he had to go five rounds against Machida, I thought he was pretty.
0: I don't know. They might be... I I might give a slight edge to rest, but they they, probably not. I don't think it's a super significant gap. I I think they might be around the same.
1: What do you guys think about this being on a Friday? Because Cole, and I were were chit-chatting about
0: that. Oh, I did not know this was on a Friday.
1: Yeah, it's a Friday card.
0: Lord, okay. Well, that means I will be missing it. (laughs) 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 But like...
1: I don't under, I, first off, I'm totally cool with more MMA cards at weird hours on weird dates, but I'd like to know why it's on Friday.
2: Huh. I, I checked in like the T V garden or whatever, it's 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 open that Saturday. It's not like they have like a hockey game or something.
1: Right. Who oh, no.
2: knows?
1: And it's on ESPN Plus. You can air at any time on ESPN Plus.
2: Does uh, ESPN Plus have like a big like event on that Saturday where it's that's literally like they, they, they want that to be the
0: thing I don't know it could be I have to see what uh what's going on in some of these other sports it could exciting? be so, there could be something else coming up
2: Ooh, that's that's an interesting maybe cover.
0: that's why there probably is something else coming up that weekend this is weird but um
1: I like uh, the main event though I think this is a worthy main event
3: fight
0: yeah I, I like it I like it I really do like this matchup because I, I think it'll whoever wins will will figure out a lot about both of them We'll and see how much Chris, yeah. Chris Wadman, like, has left, if if it looks like he can still keep this going, and depending on how Reyes looks, we'll see how much closer he is to getting a title shot.
1: this the number uh, one contender fight for you?
0: I think it is, because I, I feel like if Wadman goes in, and he, like, hypothetically speaking, let's say Wadman goes in and wipes him out, I think they don't waste any time and do Wadman Jones.
1: Yeah, because you don't know how long you're going to have either guy,
0: so. Yeah. And it, cause it doesn't seem like nobody's adamant and nobody wants to give Santos a rematch. <laughs> it seems like that's not on the table. And, I think
1: John Jones said he would, but I like, when I heard him say it, I'm like, yeah, when in 2021, when his knees fully recovered, like this right. guy had major reconstructive knee
0: surgery. Yeah. Oh, I, I, think, I think this is a number one contender fight. I, I'm pretty <laughs> sure it is. Because, but, um.
1: Well, we're, I guess we're gonna talk about that when we talk about Jones. But there's room to be had for somebody to sneak in there.
0: Oh, Lord. <laughs> well, wait, wait, yeah. wait.
1: Which John Jones situation are we talking about here?
0: Oh, uh, uh, all of them. Because there's oh. like seven, yeah. seven
1: ones. I got
0: I got, I got, I got, two on the burner. One I didn't re- okay. write down, but I, I gotta remember because I just watched okay. it. That, I but, think uh, that, that
1: that's what I'm talking about. The but, other uh, situation. we were like, the other situation is why we may not see Jones.
0: Yeah. <laughs> But moving on, uh, UFC Mexico City, they they announced a lot of fights. Um, Headline on the card, we'll have Yair Rodriguez versus Jeremy Stevens. Uh, Also on the card, we'll have Sergio Perez versus Alex Perez, uh, Marion Renault versus Irene Aldana, Paul Craig versus Vinicius Moreira, and Angela Hill versus Estella Nunez. At UFC 241, we will have Dracar Close versus Chrisio Um and that's all I have for UFC fight announcements. And then for Bellator, um, we mentioned on the last podcast that uh, Miles Jury got signed to Bellator, and then like the day a day later, his fight got announced. So we'll have Miles Myle, uh, Jury versus Benson Henderson at Bellator 227, and we'll have Nick Newell who signed a one who signed a one fight contract. Um, uh, Nick Newell will be fighting Corey Browning at Bellator two twenty-five. And the last bit of news uh I have is God all I'm gonna butcher his last name. But uh the gentleman from the fight contender series who didn't that did not get signed because apparently takedowns in the last ten seconds are frowned upon in that establishment. Uh Mr. Brendan is it Lugney, Logane? name. Lugney Logney. You missed uh, the fight. He got signed uh, with PFL. Oh, he we, signed with PFL. I say.
1: We missed a big Bellator announcement. Yeah. Antonio McKee's confirmed. They're going to do McKee and McKee on the same card. Uh, Anicol, this is Anicol's fault.
0: Uh, hey. It sounds like something you'd think When's of. When's was the last time Antonio McKee is fought?
2: Was it when he got knocked out and tapped to Shinyaoki? Yeah,
0: could be. This this is this, this is what we do.
1: I don't understand though why. Like I don't get
0: why they did
2: this. Yeah, like he's not like a draw. He was they're gonna, boring.
0: They're, they're gonna try to make it one. They're gonna they're gonna try to pump the story like, oh, father, dad, you you've never seen this before.
2: I saw oh. I hey I, I saw what's his name, Avenger's His Father. So freaking uh Ray Cooper. Ray yeah. Cooper, yeah. We saw him avenge his father.
1: But I just don't think this is like I don't know, man. Like, this seems like a favorite to somebody.
2: But to who?
0: It I seems like a... It, it
2: certainly isn't a favorite to Antonio McKee.
0: It's a. This is a cash grab, but there'll be no cash. Like, it
2: seems,
0: <laughs> it seems like it's something they drew up because they wanted, like, a cool headline. But I don't... I mean,
2: did they work for Ryzen?
0: I don't know. I don't know. Like, I mean, I guess, I don't know, if both of them win, you know, it'd be a cool story, yada yada, but...
2: I wonder William Ciriapai, Suriap, uh, that's the dude he's fighting. Well, I see List as a middleweight. Maybe that's
1: the weight class. Maybe it'll be 170?
2: Well, yeah, he's a one, He weighs 168 according to typology. He's also 1 in 4 in his last 5.
1: Does weight class even matter in this... But I does weight Class matter in this fight?
2: I just wanted to know if they were gonna give Antonio McKee like a big dude or somebody who's like around this size.
1: I, I haven't seen Antonio McKee, I don't know what his size is anymore.
0: Well, Elitors, uh they're gonna make sure we find out. <laughs> you could
2: I'm gonna laugh. laugh if uh AJ McKee loses his uh his fight with Georgie because of this. Because his dad's too busy getting ready for a fight. <laughs>
0: I'll be wild if, if if Antonio wins and AJ loses. <laughs> Jesus Christ, <laughs> like, that would be terrible. If, like AJ just gets starched, <laughs> which but, I don't think I don't think will happen. I'm I'm pretty pretty. I, I think AJ will win that fight, but this is MMA and it's Bellator. It's like you just, just buckle up. Buckle whatever up. can
1: go wrong will go
0: wrong. Right, <laughs> basically. I think Antonio should have got that.
2: That that fight's a prelim. I don't
0: know that. The, the AJ fight or the Antonio fight?
2: The Antonio fight. Like, I just realized that's, that's the really good card with, like, Patricia Pitbull and one Archuleta and... Yeah, you don't uh, need a gimmick for this card.
3: Yeah,
0: like... The is, it, is it Bellator if there isn't one gimmick somewhere?
1: What if Antonio's prepping for his Barbecue Fight League
0: debut? Hey, there we go.
1: He's got to get in a real fight to prepare for the This
0: is This is his, like, uh, proving ground fight. You know, if he wins we'll uh we'll make that phone call.
1: He doesn't even want to do a camp, he's just gonna do an actual fight to prepare.
2: Yeah. So tough. And, I like he, he loses to Timbo Tim Boach Bo- Bo- Tim Bo- is now A.J. McKee's real father.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, hey man, when you come over to the barbecue fight league, you know what you signed up for.
1: Put it all on the
0: table. Yeah, you putting it all, you know. You gotta you so, you gotta really hug and kiss your family, and let them know like this might be the last time you guys see me for a while.
1: So is it is it AJ McKee against the Boach family and Tim Boach's riding mower? Is that what's on the line in this uh, main event?
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, if, AJ, uh, if Tim Boach wins, he also gets like Team
0: Body Shop. Wow,
1: it's <laughs> a lot on the line here.
0: Yeah, so, man. Hey man, so... you you, be, you gotta come. here. You gotta be ready.
1: Tim Boach gets a gets the featherweight spot that AJ McKee has, so he, but he doesn't have to cut any weight. <laughs> it's like a it's like a free voucher. They, they throw,
0: they're gonna throw him into the Grand Prix.
1: Yeah, he just shows up. He's like, I didn't even have to cut any weight for this. He just walks in at two, 227.
0: <laughs> he somehow
1: still loses the pit
2: bull. Tim Tim Boach is gonna train Kimbo uh, baby Kimbo into like baby slice into like a a world class fighter. It's gonna happen. Watch.
1: <laughs> I'm so with this I'm with all uh, of this right now
0: Barbecue Fight League man It's coming 20, by, by 2022 we're getting it off the ground It'll probably close that same year But that's not the point, it's not the, point. <laughs> <laughs> Look, the
1: point is to do it It's not to make it viable Or have any longevity
0: One if of it is considered a success
1: Yeah if you do one show You prove the haters wrong You did at least one
0: Yep. Oh, coming guys. Coming guys. Uh, well, that's all I got for fight announcements. Um but boy. We can we move on to some uh some some headlines and Boy, do we have some in- interesting uh headlines. So let's start with this uh this catfish situation. Um, oh
1: wait, wait, wait. <laughs> uh did we did we duck the BJ Penn fight announcement for Genuine reasons, or just for not?
0: Yeah, you had to be... How <laughs> purposely did not write that right that I see. Uh, <laughs> right. yeah, um.
1: BJ's fighting in Abu Dhabi, guys. That's all you need to know.
0: Fighting Nick Lentz. Have at it. Ooh. Why would
2: they invite Nick Lentz to Abu Dhabi? What's that supposed to
0: mean? Why did anybody yeah. call BJ Penn's phone? Or did he just harass them for a fight? I don't know how these things work, but somebody needs to not answer their phone in that situation.
1: Apparently, he harassed Dana for the fight, and then it was like, this is your last one, end of discussion. And then somebody asked, like, what if he wants to go fight somewhere else? And Dana was like, I can't control that. So, this is not the last one, long story short.
2: This is, um... I mean, just cut him.
0: I, did, I don't know why that didn't happen eight fights ago. I had, a, like, but I had a discussion with that about somebody
1: else. Like, if you cut him and he goes to fight elsewhere, like, is that really any better? Yes. Yes. I, it, <laughs> yes. My argument was, well, well my ar- at least you can wash your hands clean. All right, might not have happened, but, like, at the same, yeah, like, at the same time, like, the person I was talking to was, what if BJ winds up in, like, the bare knuckle fight league? Like, you, he's still fighting. You didn't stop him. I mean,
0: it's not so much about you stopping him fighting altogether. It's just like, dude, if you're going to fight, I'm not going to be a part of it. So Understood. Yeah, understood. I'm going to get you at least from under my umbrella and my wing, and you can go fly and do whatever you want somewhere else. But you, you can't have fun here. The doors are closed.
1: <laughs> <laughs> a commission just needs to be like, listen, it's over.
0: Yeah. It's just
1: over. But we, when I was with you, when we were doing the Russia card, when he was... Fighting dudes with machetes, apparently. It's like if he's not training for a fight, I am genuinely worried
2: about what he would be doing. Apparently, there's the same little shit because like a lot of this stuff is happening when he's when he's supposed to be training for yeah, fights.
1: Yeah, I, I know, but like even even imagine if he had even more free time. Because you're not wrong. Like the, like these BJ Penn stories have been around for a bit, but I don't know. Like it's an uncomfortable situation, especially given what the week given how the week started, it was like, oh, really? We're going to do this again?
2: Yeah. Yeah, like, what a fucking week to announce that BJ Penn's going to be fighting some more.
1: And it's like, Nick Lentz is not a... He's not a traditional power striker, but, like, he's got pop to him.
0: Please put this on a fight pass prelim. Oh, it's for sure going to be like (laughs) (laughs) Nobody needs to see this.
2: It's going to be the main
0: event.
1: (laughs) And I wonder, like, because you remember Enzo Gracie wound up on the first Abu Dhabi card because he knew a lot of people from the region, like, did that have something to do with it? Like, is is there, like, hey, can you bring a little bit more oomph, and they were like, we got BJ around, or...
2: Did BJ win, like, Abu Dhabi or something? Like, I know he won the gals, but...
1: I'm not the big BJ Penn historian on the, so...
0: If BJ Penn was a selling Mm -hmm. point to Abu Dhabi, and they bid on that, um...
2: Well, yeah, he was on the, uh, the 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 first one they did there, right?
0: Yeah, against Frankie Edgar.
2: So that makes sense. Yeah.
1: I just don't know. Like, I'm just trying to come up with reasons why you would want to,
0: why you would do this. The world is a, it's a mad crazy place.
1: Because this feels like the fifth fight in a row where it's like, that's the last one.
0: Yeah, whatever. We'll, we'll move on. Do you think do you,
1: do you just just to wrap this up? Do you think Uriah Faber winning might have made them kind of feel like well maybe some of these guys still have some left?
0: Nah, I think I think something else happened. Well, I, I I would like to believe that Uriah Faber was not the spark. <laughs> well, <laughs> that makes them I mean, look at BJ and say I, yeah, you know. I'm just yeah. trying to find some reason. Because, like
2: right. maybe... what would be the excuse for like the previous 50 BJ
0: fights? <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> he asked. I guess it just maybe.
0: must be he just his harassing skills just must be 100. Like he must be very relentless.
1: Yeah, like, well, what is it? What is it when you play like D&D? He's got uh I don't I don't know what term. To his charisma must be really high.
0: Yeah, it's it's too high. god.
1: It's just unfortunate. It's unfortunate because like even at the same time if he if he doesn't fight if he doesn't fight in the UFC, he's fighting somewhere. And I guess it's still like, I don't want to see BJ Penn, Leonard Garcia, in like the bare knuckle fight.
0: I kind of do. You know, I'm <laughs> trying to have cold. a moment here. That, that blood will be on your hands. Yeah, we're, 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 we're <laughs> I mean,
2: yeah, No, you know, the, blood, the blood's on BJ's hands <laughs> and, and Leonard's hands. <clears throat> Good point. Listen, see, now, if, they, if they don't want to stop, that's on them.
1: What if BJ builds a Hawaiian night fights team? that possible do they have weight classes in the night night fight realm i'm
0: down as long as like he's just a coach but he can't be out there because i've seen people get k-o'd in uh in, in battle of the nations it's not pretty i'm just this
1: is all the more reason to ban that thing from society i uh, think it's great <laughs> I'm, I'm the lone the lone <laughs> man on this one
0: guys if you haven't watched battle of the nations you need to go to youtube right after you listen to this podcast and go find a nice 40 on 40 <laughs> no, <laughs> just,
1: just no watch because him. he would sneak in there <laughs> he would just sneak in if it was that many people
0: he might get a KO over there he probably could blindside somebody with a sword that they just didn't see coming
1: should we like could we use tough for like BJ Penn just bring it back and have him and Mark Coleman get paychecks to just not do anything
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't know. I don't know.
1: It just feels like like this was such a weird week to like obviously the worst week ever to announce this fight, but any week would have been bad. Could have been Christmas week and it would have been bad.
0: It would have been worse. But we'll move, we'll move off from BJ. I don't want to talk about BJ. So I guess
1: we're all taking Nick Lentz, right?
0: Yes. <laughs> Sadly,
1: is there any situation where Nick
0: Lentz can lose this fight? Um. Uh-huh. If, if um, BJ lands one of those slow motion uppercuts,
2: <laughs>
0: we, can, we can time it just right. <laughs> Anacle, you're BJ
1: Penn's coach. How are you how are you getting him? How are you getting him through this?
2: BJ Penn has a coach?
1: Yeah, Jason Perillo. <laughs> you are Jason Perillo right now. I
2: think it's Jason Perillo. Oh. Um when he has his back turned in training, I take a baseball bat and just <laughs> fucking kneecap him.
0: <laughs> you're not going out there, kid. <laughs> Awful.
2: Hey, I'm saving him from himself.
0: Yes, somebody has to do it.
1: I'm just like, it's just uncomfortable. You can only laugh to stop from crying. And I'm not a BJ Penn fan, so this is...
2: I'm I'm past caring. I'm just like, (laughs) okay, this this dude is obviously spiraling. And at this point, everybody's just enabling him. So, fuck it.
1: Yeah, that's like... Wow, wow. But yeah, I'm with you there. I'm with you there in the general principle.
0: Spy, BJ. Bye. But,
1: um. Again, a commission needs to step in and say something.
2: Yeah, like, what are they even there for if they're not going to stop people from harming themselves? Uh, Like, they used to tell wrestlers they weren't allowed to compete, and wrestling's not even fucking real. (laughs) (laughs) But they'll fucking clear Chuck Liddell and BJ Penn in 2019 to fight.
1: Yeah, like, I'm just reminded of the dude from, uh, I think Larry Hazard was his name, from New Jersey. Right. Who went went to see Hector Camacho train for, like, a big fight that they were promoting, and he took, like, two looks at him and was like, this is not going to happen here. (laughs) And, of course, it eventually wound up happening elsewhere because that's how commissions work. But, like, it's okay to take a stand and just say this is not going to happen.
0: Yeah, nobody's losing out on missing the the next BJ Penn scrap. Do do us all a favor. It's Uh, not
1: like Hawaii doesn't have a a serious amount of talent right now. All right. You don't need to do this.
0: Yeah. But, uh... Moving on to some weird headlines, uh, I never thought I'd see catfish in UFC in the same sentence, um, but the sport just finding ways to surprise us every week. Uh, so Cody Garbrandt, who didn't do anything, he, he was just being Cody, minding his own business, but uh, in, in the deep dark world of the interwebs, uh, a Welshman named Paul Davies, a supermarket worker. Uh, he thought it would be a cool idea to uh, use Cody Garbrandt's picture on his Tinder profile, uh, luring unsuspecting women as he uh, proclaimed himself as a 28-year-old businessman who worked for Audi and lived in a nice penthouse suite. Uh, apparently in this little, little, little Tinder catfish scam he had going on, he racked up 20 G's somehow. What I don't understand is you said you work for Audi, but you got people to get you 20 G's. So I don't try to understand what the women were thinking when this gentleman who worked for Audi, who I would think if you work for Audi, probably make a a decent sum of money. But that's neither here nor there. Um, Somehow in all of these tender interactions, he uh, made more than 20 20 G's. Um, The savior of this story uh, was the nephew of i guess one of the women who uh, spotted the photo and he was like hey that's cody garbrandt (laughs) the operation got busted uh davies was found guilty on eight counts of fraud by false representation during a court hearing on friday and he was sentenced to 34 months in jail um and at minimum he'll serve 17 months i guess depending on how their court system works out i don't know how it goes but um yeah, MMA and catfishing. That's that's the thing. Um, so I hope none of you guys out there, you know, don't don't get catfished when you're you're swiping and you see a, a Michelle Waterson picture pop up. She she doesn't want you, buddy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> <I'm>
3: just,
0: just, <laughs> just throwing it out there, man. <laughs> Listen man, you got to protect yourself on the it, It's a it's a it's a cruel world out there, man. P- people are you know, trying trying to take advantage of, of of other people. If it's too good to be true, it, it it probably is. Just just saying. Uh I don't know if you guys have anything to add to this, <laughs> this story.
1: What is there to say? You, Stop okay. taking advantage of lonely people. Yes.
0: That's
1: it. Yes. Yes. Leave lonely people alone, brothers. Brothers and sisters.
2: I mean, maybe don't leave them alone, but like. Well, you know what you I know. mean. I don't, don't, don't. Yeah.
0: And to the catfisher, uh, you could have picked another fighter. Like
1: that's what I'm. That's what I keep saying.
0: <laughs> like I get it. Like MMA is not the most popular sport. Like. There are a lot of faces in MMA you could throw out, and the average person probably wouldn't know who they were. But, like, like Cody was a champ. <laughs> like, you could have picked somebody a little more inconspicuous, probably was decent looking. You might have got away with this a little longer. He's got
1: uh, a neck tattoo, guys.
0: Right. <laughs> like, he, he, he's kind of a noticeable, you know... He he doesn't have the most, like, low-key of looks. Like, the dude is tatted up (laughs) face to bottom. Like, he just, he kind of stands out.
2: Yeah, like, you you could have quite easily gone on, like, Instagram or Facebook or, like, whatever, wherever they sell stock photos and gotten yourself a tattooed-up dude who would draw in the the type of crowd that would just give you $20,000 for your gambling addiction. You know what I mean? Like... Maybe, maybe you don't pick the most famous guy
0: yeah but uh well Mr. Davies will have time to think about that while he's uh serving his jail time so uh yeah I don't know man just just watch yourself on the internet man people are crazy um like I said if it's too good to be true fellas out there you see Michelle Waterson you see Valerie Lareda it's not them man
2: <laughs> those, are very, those are two very specific names.
0: That's say. what I'm saying. I'm a little, I'm a little concerned. Why I'm, I'm throwing concerned. out the people who I see who, who get thirsted over. So okay. A, I have to, I have to, I have to be specific.
2: I mean, there's uh, like if you're a woman, I mean, there's you, you just don't not get thirsted over apparently. So.
0: True. That that is true. But
2: never not, go under it. Never go under the, the comments on Instagram.
0: They, never Twitter. go under the comments anywhere. But yeah, definitely don't uh.
1: I'm trying to think of which guy gets the similar treatment. I think it's uh, Rockhold for a long time. was like a, was yeah, like a Rock, meme.
2: Yeah. Mm. It's like Rockhold. Um.
0: Did they flee from Rockhold now that his soul is in the astral plane? Does that like make him not attractive anymore? I don't know how that works. I mean,
1: you can't kiss a guy who you might knock out if you put lips on him.
0: Like, <laughs> Ooh. Stop it. Luke Rockhold lives a
1: better life than I ever will. He's fine. He'll get over it. His feelings are
2: not hurt. I, I don't know, man. He seems like the type of dude to hold a grudge, no matter how petty.
1: This is a good point. Did he come back point. to earth? <laughs> wow! 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 Wow!
2: Is he awake yet?
1: This <laughs> is rude. This is really rude. Hey, you started. This conversation. I was merely making a point. <laughs> merely making a point. I think Connor is the guy who, the, who most women are now.
3: Yeah. Really.
1: Uh, makes the most money and he's he looks like it. that
2: he looks like that Instagram model dude so yeah, yeah.
0: Like makes the well, most I'm, money, pretty, the like, most I'm pretty like I'm pretty secure in my my, my masculinity I, I don't look at Connor and go like that's not not the handsomest of fellas I would say well, uh, he's not I, yeah he's
1: not Joel but he's he's making do
0: he doesn't give me that look that like women are like feigning over him Paul Acosta
1: uh, maybe since we're talking about Yoel, kind of amazing, I don't know. Yeah? Wait.
2: Mm. Mm. This is where we
1: need a female correspondent.
0: Mm. That's a good idea. We're going to have to reach out. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that's a great idea, actually.
1: I wonder if it's like an MMA social experiment, can we just show, like,
2: you know how
1: they do, like, the face-off photos and just oh, have yeah, somebody yeah. pick based on looks?
2: Oh, yeah, there we go.
1: Interesting. I wonder if I could find somebody. I, I could probably find somebody who would participate in that.
2: I, I, I want that like series that they have on like YouTube where like they show old people pictures of Pokemon and they have to like name them. <laughs> but it, it's, it's just women and MMA fighters.
1: <laughs> no, it's got to be fight predictions. You
2: got to predict. No, them. no, no. I want I want them to be like this dude looks like if he took me on a date, I'd end up in his trunk.
3: That's <laughs> <laughs>
0: Really are not nice. Oh boy! Now, who, which fighter is that? I'm
1: not answering
0: that. That's not being. <laughs> no, nah, but we're gonna have to get a. We're, yeah, we're gonna have to get a woman on this podcast. We What's need. We need, podcast. That, we need. to get that other perspective. Oh. Of...
1: We damn just. You know, we'll find someone. We'll yeah. find someone who could give two cents. I'll
0: reach out. I'll reach out. Uh, speaking not of uh, people who reached out, apparently, um, then reached what out. What an
3: and... awful, brutal segment. <laughs> <Yeah. I'm curious. laughs> <laughs> awful, awful.
0: <laughs> I, was try- I was trying to find a way to tie it in. That <laughs> that probably wasn't the best worded way. You need to be suspended. By <laughs> <this>. <laughs> um, but apparently, uh, like we say, man, every week, John Jones, just he just finds his way into headlines. We don't ask for it, but he gives it to us. Uh, John Jones is back in uh back in the news again for reasons that no one should be in the news for um I'll, I'll preface this story by saying this uh, is all alleged um but the story that broke i think this was a couple of days ago uh ufc light heavyweight champ john jones faces up to six months in jail for a battery charge stemming from an alleged incident at a strip club um his attorneys are saying that this is like all blasphemy and that none of this is going to hold up. Um I've also heard that some of the videos are starting to come out cuz obviously it's a strip club so they're going to have video. Um from what I've read the videos are probably I, I'm going to say they're going to tell another story but they they're making it seem like Jones is probably going to get off of this pretty easy. But anywho um the incident that happened, um I don't know the name of the strip club, but Jones was in a strip club in New Mexico somewhere. The Eubank,
2: um, uh, TD's Eubank Show Club in Albuquerque.
0: That was not a good strip club name. It really isn't. That's is terrible.
2: Also, I think before I think before the before woman. I'm looking at the TMZ photos. And I'm pretty sure the woman sitting on Chandler Jones's lap is wearing glasses. I don't know why I had to point that <laughs> out, but it, <laughs> yeah, it, it, it felt important. It felt important to mention. <laughs>
0: Well, in this uh, strip club uh, incident, uh, the allegations are that the waitress uh, said that Jones, uh, quote unquote, slapped her vagina, put her in a chokehold, and spun her around in the air.
2: Um, this sounds exact like I'm not. I'm, mm. This sounds exactly like something
0: John Jones. Did. Yeah, like when, <laughs> when this headline broke. When I when I when I saw the the spun in the air part, I was like, Hold up, that that sounds a little extra. And then I thought about it, probably like, this is John Jones we're talking about. I could envision like John Jones just snorted a line and then he just started bugging. Jesus up. Christ. <laughs> Christ.
2: Dude, John, jo- like John Jones is a Christ. fucking high schooler. <laughs> like, and this thing sounds exactly like something a high schooler would do.
0: Like, I could easily envision this being one of those things where, like, I don't think John was trying to be, like, in his mind, he was just trying to have a good time. And, like, he just maybe took it too far. Like, he was just really just, you know, you know that one guy who just, like, he's not, like, malicious, but you got to tell him to chill out every now and again because he's kind of doing too much. I kind of got that vibe from this story. Like. I don't know. I don't know. It, it's just so hard to give Jones the benefit of the doubt because he's Jones. Like, he just...
2: He makes poor decisions yeah. daily.
0: It, to Jones' credit, as, as of late, at least before this story broke, he's been on relatively good behavior. Like, we haven't heard any really bad headlines. He hasn't done anything too crazy. He's just been fighting, which has been great. He's been active, you know, putting on good fights. It's been awesome but it's just stories like this. I'm like, I I can't say whether or not all of this is true, but I'm going to say part of this is probably true. He probably did do something that was probably like, all right, John, that was, you know, you're doing, you're doing a little too much. Uh, If it's really specific as to, yeah, he choked her and slapped her in the vagina. I don't, I don't know. But like I said, I think there are videos. So I'm guessing sooner or later, we'll probably get to see this. Um, like, what actually happened, but I, I, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, um, but not a good look for Jones, like, he's just one of those guys who's just always kind of on thin ice, like, with his, in terms of his behavior, so you kind of just don't want to see his name brought up in any of these kind of situations, because it just, it's just not a good look,
2: um. he we just talk about, really quickly, that he didn't know that there was a warrant out for his wrist? Oh yeah, that too. Yeah, the, <laughs> like the story broke, and John <laughs> heard about would... the same day we all did.
1: Now, now, in his defense, um, as somebody who did a lot of did a lot of legal stuff, went to school for to be a paralegal, that's not that uncommon. The idea that there's a did I get cut out? You can hear me. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay, like the idea that there's a worn out, and like you don't know about it. That's actually not. Everyone's like to have like deal with like people like that. Um, so, Anacle, you want to go first on this one, or you want to?
2: Hey, what is there to say? Um, remember when John Jones was Christian?
1: Yes, I do. That was a it was an interesting time in all of our lives. Uh,
2: I'm talking about like three weeks ago.
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, John Jones has been 18 for the past 10 years now,
2: right? Yes. He, he's uh, a high school senior with like his Letterman jacket. And none, nobody around him wants to tell him anything because he wins the football game. That is John Jones. That's actually
1: yeah, basically. basically. Uh, now, having said that, a lot of people, pro, con, whatever, a lot of folks wanted to rush to get their hot takes out really quickly let's let this one play out because everything about this is suspicious on all levels from Jones's alleged response to like everything about this needs to just we need to just wait
0: yeah I'll, I'll I'll wrap this up with well I hate I hate to wrap up Does that this includes you with, Brendan. What? job just wait yeah, you can yeah. not even gonna not even, <laughs> even going to I'm there. just
1: saying, I'm saying, everybody just take some time. Like this I'll, is
0: gonna, I'll, go I'll close this as much as I don't want to close with a quote from Dana, but uh, uh, Dana's last quote that I saw, uh, he said, some of the videos are coming back. Uh, I've seen some of the videos of what happened. He said, I don't want to talk about it because I don't want to hurt his case or whatever, um, but it's unfortunate that when you're famous, these type of things happen to you. He said, from what I've seen so far, when it all surfaces and comes to the top, how should I word this? It looks good for John.
2: So, I don't believe a word Dana White. Yes, yeah, so, I don't yeah, know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know.
1: Hold, hold, in his defense, he did repeat this two days in a row, and that's that's actually something because normally by Saturday night he's got a different story.
2: Like, uh, but at the same time, this is like—it's the, promo- like, the promoter. Yeah, it's talking video. about
1: a stop fighter.
2: It, it, it's just like, what are the odds that any of us will ever see that video?
1: I don't know. We we saw the McGregor yeah, camera stomp video. It's coming, video, so. it's coming
2: Yeah, it's bad. Well, like here, the difference is this is in Albuquerque. This is a place I'm assuming Jones goes frequently.
1: I would assume so too, because the woman in the in her like audio says like he gets away with fucking everything. So I wonder if he does go there frequently. Yeah, like, which by the way, uh, stop doing that if you're John Jones. You're you're, like, one bad decision away from having serious long-term legal ramifications. Like, just yeah. stop.
0: Yeah, you gotta chill out.
2: Dude, he needs to leave New Mexico, like, now.
1: But here's the thing.
0: There's strip clubs everywhere. <laughs>
1: That's what I'm saying, like, here's the... <laughs> New if Mexico's have...
0: not the problem.
1: If he left New Mexico, if you put him on an island where it was, like, him and a boar and no people, he'd find a way to get himself into
2: something. Well, no, but, like, my thought process is... He really does think he's the big man on campus. Like, and I, I, I maybe I'm going too far with the, the, like, I think he's just too comfortable.
1: Ah, okay. So you think, like, he's got to transfer to a different university where he's not as... Where,
2: where, he's, where he's not the big fish in the pool. I know? mean, he's, all that's
0: going to happen is he'll go there, he'll be okay for, like, a week, and then he'll become the bad kid in the classroom. Yeah, maybe,
2: but, like, between... Like, and I think we talked about it after the card. Where we're like, you know, I, I don't like the direction that uh, Jacksons is taking, or J- I'm gonna call it Jackson Wink because it's mostly Wink's fault. Oof. I mean, probably Jackson's right. Not even, probably right. Probably. Yeah, right. Jackson's not even coaching anymore. So like, I don't even know why his name's still in the on the marquee, other than the, the trick people in the he's still there. But um, like. Not that I don't think Johns will find his way into trouble, but, like, there's a dude who fucking committed a hit and run. He's, like, 6'5", and the most recognizable figure <laughs> <of the day. laughs> And he just ran the fuck away from his car. He was no, 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 no. Remember, he, he,
1: he did, but he also ran back to get his weed and then ran away.
2: Yeah, like... He came back. This is obviously a man who thinks he is too smart for the community he's in.
0: John Jones, the mastermind criminal.
1: All John Jones has to do for like three years is not do anything.
2: But that's impossible for him because he loves this lifestyle.
1: He's definitely got like a FOMO, right?
2: I don't even know if
0: it's that.
1: Well, I'm saying like he he consistently seems like he's got to be where whatever the
2: action is. And that's the thing. Like it's always small town action. Like again, like you're in Albuquerque. It shouldn't be that hard to stay out of trouble. And I, I know there are bad parts of like Albuquerque, like yeah, you know, the big meth problem and everything. But John Jones, I, as far as I can tell, John isn't doing meth. So one hopes. <laughs> if so his his reign has been even more impressive than previously <laughs> i'm just saying like all he has to
1: do is not get in trouble it's not like we're asking him to be a. I don't even care if you say things or if you say things that upset people like just don't get in any trouble
2: i, Try I, think, hard. You're, I think you're basically asking him not to be himself yeah
1: maybe but like if you go to like a barbecue place and there's like a scuffle or whatever, like that's a little different than going to a place that's probably more conducive to getting into trouble than not. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Oh,
0: I think this is just Jones. Jones is who he is. He just—it's
1: like—and again, wait it out. Let let the facts play themselves out for you. Don't rush to conclusions.
0: I mean, regardless, he's going to be fighting. I mean, right. anyway. Right? Mm-hmm. I, no, no, I'm not. I'm not disagreeing about that. Like, <laughs> We're kidding.
2: <laughs> we know Jones. We, he he likes the snow. He likes the snow bunnies, and, and he he likes driving fast cars. Like that that's who John Jones is. He's
1: living. He's living the Ric Flair life in two thousand nineteen, and someone needs to like.
0: Yeah, we gotta we gotta gotta get him to slow down.
1: Yeah, just like or just just don't fuck your money up. Like little decisions like these. Don't go to a strip club. I'm not like everybody's got the right to go if you're you know if you're an adult but like you how many times you gotta get in trouble before you stop doing stuff like this or curtail it
2: well that's the thing like has he really got like John jones has obviously lost like 50 million dollars in like missed paydays and stuff and like sponsorship but that's like, what
0: i'm saying like
2: has he really gotten into any trouble
0: not much like
2: not he, he had to not do... as much
0: as you or I would have gotten into. If exactly. It, like... it helped, yeah. but it's just frustrating. Uh, like it's, it's... he he was having the
1: banner year before this, and it's just frustrating, irritating.
0: It's it's Jones. It's just.
1: It's Jones is a good way to put it.
2: Yeah. Just... Imagine if Thiago Santos had won. I, w- I wonder if that would have refocused Jones, or if he just would have been wild and even
0: crazier. Mm. One day we'll find out, maybe. Or
1: yeah. what would have happened if Holly won? Because I do think that there's some credence to the idea that Jones might have been thrown off by watching his uh, friend get smelted. Before his very eyes. You know?
2: Yeah. Nah, who knows?
1: who knows? But Jones, we, didn't Jones, even, we, Jones. Well, we didn't even get to the other Jones story. Which really isn't a Jones story, it's a tryhard story.
0: Nah, we 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 time constraints.
1: <laughs> Corey Anderson is trying to get a John Jones fight. That's basically
0: it. Yeah, he's trying. And
1: doing it in the most ass way
0: possible. Yeah, he's he's trying. But we're we're an hour plus in, and we still got we, we still got fights to talk about.
1: Man, well, we covered a lot of interesting, a, a lot of good yeah, information.
0: Yeah. I mean, Don't... I ain't mad at Corey. You know, you gotta you gotta do what you gotta do. <laughs> I am. Um, <laughs> I <laughs> am. <laughs> I don't know if it's going to work.
1: but It's yeah. just such
0: a gimmick.
1: Like, he, 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 went, he for six months, he was talking nice to John Jones to, like, get a title shot. And then it didn't work. So he's like, well, I guess I got to be mean. And it's like. You
2: know, if, just... dude, if you're going to do it, you have to go all the fucking way with That's, it.
1: Yeah, like, Shannon
2: if, Briggs style.
1: You can't just. like <laughs> I, He basically came out and said, hey, guys, I'm going to be a heel now. Like, just announce your heel turn to the whole audience.
2: Yes. Fuck it. John Jones is in the strip club. Corey Anderson's in the strip club. The that's strip how it club, has to be. He's, oh, man,
1: here's what happens. So, like, he, he, John goes to the door, and the, the bouncer stops him, and he's like, you can't come in. And then he removes his, like, mask, and it's Corey Anderson, and he's like, unless you fight me at Madison Square Garden. Oh, and well, then man. that's how you do it. Yeah.
0: I just that's, when I, that's when I root for Corey Anderson to get his head kicked off. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you pull one of those studs?
1: No, there you go. I just made it. I just booked it. Now we're gonna sell a million pay-per-views.
2: Brian is like outside Greg Jackson's wall like the bikers. And he's just like he has a megaphone and he's like, Jones, you're gonna fight the real champ. <laughs> I I took I took Winkle John's eye. It was me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it was me the whole time, John. It was
2: me, John. Oh
0: boy. It's me all along. <laughs> Corey Anderson's that. Uh, what what was that fight? Wasn't it a Tito fight? Where after the fight, some just guy popped up with a mask and he took the mask off. What
1: colors, wasn't it? The, the, <laughs> it, was
2: it, was so, it was just so random dude. I just
1: want I just want Corey Anderson doing anything. He goes to Endicott and just challenges Jones there, and then wins by countout because Chanda <laughs> Albuquerque. Just little things. <laughs>
2: oh my god he shows up after Jones's next fight with like the stripper but she has a mask on she... <laughs>
1: oh god <laughs> worst worst commentary ever he just god uh, I'm if trying to
2: if, if it's gonna be a circus
1: yeah yeah I'm trying to think of other like
2: uh yeah, just throw in the garbage man just just throw it, pile it all on
1: he takes a picture with the pole where John, Jones crashed you know? <laughs> <laughs> This is my sparring
0: partner. Oh boy!
1: I'm trying to—it's sad that John Jones has some.
0: Money I was gonna say, but Jones experience. took it. I was gonna say he, find, he finds the bag of weed that Jones is trying to go back and get. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you this look familiar? <laughs> this is the worst. This is the worst. Yeah. All right, we got we got we move forward. I had
1: a really bad one, but let's let's move on.
0: Let's let's move on. So that's all we got for for news. Uh, and headlines is always just another, another wacky week of, uh, of headlines. So, um, let's, uh, get into some fights. So I'll, I'll just read some of these rising results. Um, I'm going to assume that not either, either you get a chance to catch any of this at all.
2: I, I watched the Yachi Asakura fight, the, um, I watched say uh, say hey, God Ham. I watched Ham beat the shit out of that poor woman who was like half her size, which is amazing because Ham's like five one. Um, and I watched uh, crap. Oop, uh, The who the Oka fight?
0: Uh, Shintaro uh, Ishi-
2: Ishiwatari. Yeah, I watched that fight. So right, we it. saw
0: more than I did. All I saw was who he um, beat the brakes off of that poor woman and near her in the face. Um, but for those who don't know what we're talking about, uh, Ryzen had a card uh, last night, slash, very early this morning, Ryzen 17, uh, which was headlined by Makura Asakura versus Yusuke Yachi. Uh, Asakura won uh, via unanimous decision. Uh, Antico, can you give us can you give us a quick breakdown of uh, how that fight went?
2: Uh, Asakura, wait, which one? Sorry,
0: the As- the Asakura Yachi fight.
2: Oh, Asakura beat the shit out of him for like three rounds. It was great. Like the the end of the fight was Asakura dropping Yachi, and Yachi like landing like, well, basically like he was trying to roll through, so that like he, he it looked like he landed on his head, and when he got up he was too dizzy to actually walk. Jeez. Yeah, it was great. Big well, win for Asakura. Three round,
0: three round slacking. Uh, also on the card on the main card, Chintaro uh, Ishiwatari defeated Yoko Sasaki via north south choke in round 2. Uh here that. Ah, Hiromasa Okikubo defeated Yukimotoya via unanimous dis- or majority decision. Uh Ivan, I should say his last name, Shishiro Shrydoff Shitakarov. I didn't even put the K. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
3: wait, wait, hold on. Did
1: you call him Juice Man? Juice Man. That is Mega Man villain.
0: Uh... <laughs> Juice, Man <laughs> <laughs> Juice Man defeated Hoon Kim <laughs> via TKO <laughs> in round two. Uh, and then the kickboxing bout on the main card. Uh, Taiga Kawabe defeated Hakaru Machida via unanimous decision. And then uh, I'll just quickly run through some of these prelims. Uh, Johnny Case defeated uh, uh, Satoru uh, Kidioka via, uh, via TKO. Round 1, Tatsuya Kawajiri defeated Ali. Uh, oh, boy, I'm going to. This this is a doozy.
1: Just Ali, just
0: Ali. There you go. He defeated Ali. Via <laughs> unanimous decision. Roberto De Souza defeated Masuda Hirota via TKO. Jake Hoon defeated Vitali Shematov via TKO. Uh, as we mentioned earlier, Sihu han beat the brakes off of Tomo Mesawa and need her in the face. It was pretty brutal. Uh, Stephanie Egger defeated Reina via unanimous decision and in the other kickboxing bout, uh, Hideki defeated Daike Watabe via majority decision. Um, I didn't I, I only got the chance to see the Sohi Ham fight, but I'm going to assume it was Rising. It was probably fun cuz Rising cards tend to be fun. So, if you didn't get a chance to watch Rising 17, find a way to go back and watch it. There are sites that post the fights. I won't name them on this podcast, but do your Googles. You'll find it.
1: I I um, could not see it because I I was signed up for this podcast and I need to go to bed <laughs> I
0: Slept, Flept for like four hours. Yeah. Same. Yeah. I think I got a good, a solid four. Um, uh, but that was Rosen 17. And, I uh, have to mention this boxing fight, uh, Javante Davis versus Ricardo Nunez. Cause this took place in my home state. Uh, these two gentlemen for, about 20 minutes away from where I live, I did not go to the World Farms Arena because, one, traffic, uh, because, two, traffic, because, three, I figured that crowd was probably a little rowdy. I was not going to be out there in that madness. Um, and I knew the fight was going to end early. figured it would. And it did. Um, I don't think Nunes did, like, terrible. Um, first round was kind of like a little feel-out round. And second round, it got real. Um Second round, they uh N- Nunez got a little careless. Uh they clinched for a second and he was kind of just really laxy days ago, got caught with a left. Uh Davis just jumped on him. N- Nunez, I think, was still kind of aware of what was going on, but the last like two hits he took where he if those ropes weren't there, he probably just would have fell over. Um, and then the ref stopped it. And kinda like we mentioned earlier, uh with the unfortunate deaths. Um, you know, they they were talking about it on commentary about, you know, whether or not it was stopped too early. But considering, like, we had two deaths just uh, this past week, and, you know, just, you know, kind, kind of weirdness in the air. You just, you, you know, you don't want to put another, we don't want any more of those stories happening anytime soon. So I guess people were like okay with the stoppage, but some people may have thought it was too early. But either way, um, Javante Davis finished the fight rather quickly, as he pretty much does in most of the fights that he wins. Um, And after the fight, uh, he called out Tevin Farmer. So we'll we'll see if that happens. But Javante Davis laid the hands on uh, Mr. Nunez. And that's how that went. So those were the uh, other fights that happened this weekend. So now we can get on to the main event of the evening, UFC 240. Which went down in Edmonton, oh, in, uh, in Canada, headlined by Frankie Edgar and Max Holloway. Uh, we will just jump right into it. Um, Max Holloway defending his featherweight championship against Frankie Edgar. Um, I'll, I'll say this fight went a, a little different than what I thought. Um, I, I thought I thought Holloway was gonna dog him. To be honest, um, like stop him, like probably inside of maybe four rounds. I gotta respect Frankie's tough, Frankie's toughness. He just finds ways to hang on in fights. Dude is just he, he's an Iron Man. So my my thought process going into this fight was like, all right, Frankie'll he'll make it competitive probably about the first two rounds, and probably around round three, Holloway just gonna turn it up. It's probably gonna get really ugly, and. He'll probably get Frankie out of there. And that kind of sort of happened, but kind of sort of didn't. Like, I think the first two rounds were competitive. I think I gave them both to Holloway. But, you know, Frankie was still in the fight, just having a lot of trouble dealing with Holloway's reach and trying to get inside and, like, land consistently. And I knew knew Frankie figured he would try to mix in his takedowns because he's really good at that with just mixing in strikes and transitioning into takedowns. But it just seemed like Holloway had such a physical advantage that Frankie couldn't he, he couldn't get any of those takedowns turned into anything significant. Um, really couldn't really just execute any of them and was having a lot of trouble just dealing with distance and range. And it was kind of roundabout like the third round where it seemed like Max was starting to settle in. I was like, all right, he's about to dust Frankie and get him out of here. Um, he did catch Frankie with a lot of good shots. Boy, was that uppercut money. Um, he, he landed that uppercut a number of times. Um, I think Frankie just... I don't know. That, that size difference was just, I, I think, a lot to, to deal with. Like, he, he landed some good shots. He would land some decent combinations. I like the leg kicks. But he was just... It seemed like such a, such a strength disadvantage. Like, he could not get his takedowns going... And then when Holloway, like, started to get confident, tagged him up, busted his nose up. Like I said, that that uppercut landed flush a number of times. Um, I can't remember what round, but he he rocked Frankie a couple of times in this fight. Um, Memory's a little scattered because I didn't actually rewatch this one. So I'm kind of just going off my one fight, take memory, but... um, Kind of max just doing what max does, just really great at controlling distance uh i, I like i said I, I did think that max i thought that max would tag him up a little more um a little more consistently, but frankie's always even at thirty seven still really nifty, still really crafty, still like really good footwork, so sometimes he's not the easiest to hit and get a hold of, but just when max was able to get a hold of him and hit him like he he was he punished him um and that just kind of went on for five rounds and yeah he uh max did what max does just didn't get a finish uh that's that's pretty much how i saw that fight
2: Uh, uh, something about max seems kind of off to me and i say this is somebody who scored the fight like i think i had it five zero but i might have four one um but like he he did throw more than Edgar, but like it never felt like he he really wanted to push the pace, um, to the level that we've seen him do in the past. Like I don't know if this is because um I was thinking about it. It's just like okay, although was a matchup that called for Holloway to really just push as hard as he possibly could with the pace because Aldo is uh, a sprint fighter, so you're able to tire him out quicker. And Brian Ortega, that's a that's a whole other... That's a dude who's just not comfortable striking yet. He's very dangerous, but um, if he can't knock you out, he's there to be hit. So like, maybe this is him going back to, like, how he fought against the Lamases. And Jeremy Stevens at the division, where he wasn't—he—he he, he was putting on one-sided uh, fights, but he wasn't exactly putting everybody away. Um, but you know, like he—I'm—I'm I'm a little worried that the damage might be catching up to him after that Poirier fight, because that fight was when, like, April. April, yeah, like that was three months ago, and then he has to he immediately house back into camps to get ready to fight Edgar. And now he's about to immediately hop back in the camp to fight Volk. Like, uh, he, I, I'm a little worried on that end. Um, but as for this performance, it was fine. Like, Which is saying a lot, because Edgar is a, one hell of a fucking fighter, and to, to win that wide of a decision on him is not easy. No matter what Joe Rogan was saying, because... He really, he really was pushing that Edgar was about to win this fight in the fifth.
0: Well, we'll we'll get to him. We'll oh, we'll get to him.
2: Terrible fucking night from Rogan. God. Yeah. Um. As for Egg, Edgar, did, uh, for Egger he, I think he did better than I thought he would. I, I honestly thought he was going to be be someone um, on the Heavy Hands podcast pointed this out. And I didn't really realize it until like seeing the stare down between Edgar and Holloway. Um, despite always being the smaller dude, like who has Edgar ever fought that was like five ten, five eleven?
0: Like yeah, year.
1: What was Bendo?
0: Bendo's like five. Yeah, I don't five, think he's five, like nine. yeah. He's like five nine.
1: With or without the hair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> five nine. <You're
2: laughs> yeah, right. like I, it was oh, like, and then Brian Ortega who caught him as he was trying to close distance. So I, I was expecting something along those lines, like Edgar would try to close distance, walk onto a jab, and then get followed uh, get followed up with the, the 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 two or an uppercut. And he did a couple times, but he, he did not go down. So props done for that. Um, nah a whole lot of wrestling. He, uh, he, the only takedown he managed to get was a desperation takedown in the third when Holloway was beating on him to close out the round. And then all, uh, in like the last 30, 40 seconds, uh, Max overcommitted and Frankie was able to get him down. Um, But, uh, not, not like, he he was doing some things. He was landing the right hand. um, Never like, sitting down on it, but like, Land like landing that quick one, so that he'd be able to touch Holloway before Holloway had a chance to counter. Um, do uh, I, I? I think this is the some of the best like his actual footwork has been because like we Frankie get, used to get like a lot of credit for like circling around the outside and then coming in on the straight lines, but like I think it was angling a little bit better here than we've seen him in the past. Um, but it, it just wasn't enough, like. The, the reach disparity, the output, um, the power, uh, for sure, because by the end of it, he, 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 looked like he had been through a beating. So, uh, props to Holloway. Um, I, 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 I hope they find another co-main event for that, uh, that 243 card or whatever number it is, the, uh, the Adesanya, got, um, Whitaker, Whitaker, go main event, because um, I'd like to see him get a couple months off.
1: Which is interesting because both Dana and Holloway spoke like they both spoke like it was possible, but maybe not likely. Kind of, kind of piggybacking off of what we started with two hours ago or whatever. Um, Max Holloway was very honest in the post-fight presser about how those two fights might have impacted him, how those two deaths might have impacted him, Uh, because he spoke a little bit about maybe slowing things down a little bit, and he had a son with him. And and obviously, when you're a father, it's completely different, a completely different mindset. So we've all been kicking around theories about Max Holloway, why he was a little bit more reserved, cautious, didn't even taunt as much as he normally does. Like, this was a very low-key, quiet performance. And I thought it was because he was saving himself up to fight Volk. And and the concern, the pessimistic view would be that he's just shopworn and in the process of adapting to being shopworn. But I wonder if it may have just been the fact that, you know, he's fighting a week after two people died. Mm. And he spoke openly about the fact that, you know, about wanting more medical testing to make sure that everything is okay before he commits to another fight. And Dana was talking like he might maybe want a little bit of time off. So it's going to be interesting. I think – I still think he was conserving himself simply because he didn't want to get caught with anything reckless. Um, but maybe it was the fact that, hey, you just saw what the worst-case scenario is.
3: Right, right. And the
1: worst-case scenario is <laughs> ugly. And maybe it impacted Father Max Holloway different than it would have impacted another guy. you know. And And apparently somebody at the press conference asked him, like, Relative to Connor's quote about how only fighters can understand that risk and about having to make that walk after somebody, after a tragedy. And Max was like, it's true, like, there is a different mentality after a fight like that. So I'm on the fence. I still think Max is, is going to be fine, but I definitely do think he was off. Sluggish was a good term that you used. I think that that's totally accurate. Um, but it's it's amazing how he's hit the Aldo level where it's like, yeah, he wasn't really trying that hard, but he still won 50-45. Right. <laughs> so it, it's interesting that we've gotten Max to that point. Yeah. As for the Volk fight in October, I'm so on the fence about that. Like, I'd like to see it maybe a little later in the year. They're coming to Toronto at the end of the year. Holloway's like the biggest Canadian, the the adopted Canadian hero now. So I'd like to see that maybe in December. But... At the same time, no, probably no one fight will guarantee Holloway the payday that the co-main event of a sold-out stadium show would. And so I'm going to guess that by early September, he'll probably agree to that fight. Unless he's hurt. Which, uh... Whenever wow. somebody starts talking about additional medicals, you assume there might be an injury.
2: Well, also, like... This is a dude who we were having serious concerns about his, his, where he was at um, with his concussion. Yeah, not, and,
1: and the weight cut's not easy. You
2: know, uh,
1: they moved him to 155 because they were seriously concerned about his weight cut.
2: Right. So. And then I mean, now...
0: He, a, no, go ahead. Honestly, I think this it's, it's all kind of like ties in together. Like, the damage, the cumulative damage taken in... The, the Poirier fight then you see two people die this week and now you're probably looking back at like the damage you've taken like man like right that could have been me or like you you, you probably pump the brakes a little bit like all right maybe i am going too hard and maybe that's why you know like i said because that, that was the one thing about this fight that i was surprised that he didn't i thought he was really gonna put frankie away and, I mean, like, there were moments where he went for it, but he didn't really try to force anything. Uh, it, it, To me, it seemed... I, I didn't really get that he was off. Just more so, like, you know what? I'm not going to go out here and do anything too crazy and take any more damage than what I need to. So, as long as this fight is working in my favor, I'm just going to kind of keep it at the pace it's at, And I'm just going to... I'm going to get out here and, and not take as, as much damage as... as Possible, and then like I said, like dude's been in some wars, fighting pretty frequently. Definitely, definitely has like a lot of wear and tear on his body. I, I think he just took opportunity to just kind of slow it down, and he, he I was he, no go ahead. No, I was, was gonna say something. wow because we're saying he's slowing it down, but he still won. <laughs> like <laughs> no, he still, saying, like, yeah, he still won a lopsided fight. So I think if he if he takes this Volkanovski fight early, um, regardless of how, how that fight will turn out, I think we'll, I think no matter when he takes that Volkanovski fight, afterwards we probably won't see him for a while, and rightfully so. Like, dude should probably take a, a break. Like, he's, he, it seems like he's been through a lot. Like, he's been successful, but, you know, just in terms of, like, health and damage and, right. you know, watching other fighters pass, it's like, that's, that's a lot to happen within, like, a five, six-month span, so... It might, it might be best for him to just kind of, you know what, just, I got to chill out for a little bit.
1: And his, uh, the first part I was going to bring up was, like, we're talking about him like he treated a Hall of Famer like a sparring contest. Like, he, he literally, like, he fought Edgar like he was getting rounds in. Right. Like, no intensity. So, it's it's weird. And also, like, I don't know if this will factor into anything with the UFC's decision-making or I truly think that Dana and Holloway have like a friendship, because Max's son sits with Dana during the events, and so wonder if they're like if being cautious with people who he likes, you know. He 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 took. So I wonder if if he would. I wonder if better judgment would reign in in terms of like, hey, we need this October ComiCon event first. Hey, we need to keep Max. We need to make sure we have Max Holloway into his 30s. Because Max right. is only 27. And speaking to, like, how often he fights, I wonder how much of that was, like, yeah, only tw- only 27 and, like, five overall in the UFC's, like, win total. So, he- he's carved a path really quickly. And so, I understand maybe slowing it down.
2: I mean, this is his and, 21st UFC fight.
1: Yeah. yeah that's, that's crazy. He's got 17 wins.
0: Yeah, that's crazy.
1: Among them, among them, Aldo, Ortega, Lamas, Steven, Swanson, Edgar, so on and so forth. I wonder if they take it slow with him. And I also do wonder if like the first week of ticket sales are gonna determine what happens. Mm. Because if they're slow, I think they will push it. But if you get like one of those Australia quickie sellouts, like the house is paid for. Like why 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 get crazy? Right. So It'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see. It. And, and uh, you know, Holloway missed so much of 2018 that I wonder if he felt like he needed to be super active in 2019. He says he still wants to fight sometime this year. So, we're going to see him again. I just don't know when.
2: Also and, worth knowing, yeah, this was his third fight in, like, eight months.
1: Yeah, dude is...
3: Like,
2: yeah, was he was 18.
1: always a super active fighter, but then 2018 he had the he got hurt in march he got he couldn't make weight in april and then that crazy drugging situation concussion situation in july so i wonder if he was trying to make good on it
2: right and and last bit like this was his third title defense like overall yeah um and at least seeing guys like the longer they hold on to the title you know, they, they start realizing hey this is my livelihood here yeah, uh, and they they start to maybe maybe not slow it down, but they the uh, or or fight more protectively, but they 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 don't take the same they don't take the same risk they used to. It's all and about I, protecting your to, spot,
1: right? And I'd have to believe that the risk equals the equals the challenge. And I do wonder, with all due respect, if by like the end of the first round, he was kind of like, this guy doesn't have anything for me, so I'm not gonna take a chance. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I was, that's, that's kind of kinda how I felt like, you don't need to do anything reckless nothing calls for it Like, as long as I'm not giving up rounds I, I'm pretty comfortable just doing what I'm doing it seems to be working
2: yeah this was strong Aldo Edgar vibes except
0: yeah. Holloway fight throws
2: the first like fight. Uh, a little bit both
0: I'll say the second
2: <laughs> well, I, the second I thought,
1: fight is the greatest Aldo performance maybe ever
2: yeah so
1: speaking of Edgar, mm-hmm. what do we do with him? Because apparently he wants to continue, but Dana was like, maybe you kind of don't have anything else. Like, like there's nothing left for you to do.
0: Yeah, I don't... Frankie's in that weird spot where it's like... Obviously, I I think he can still fight at a pretty hot level. I just don't know if he's going to be a champion. So it's like, at this point, if you just stick around, it's kind of just you... <laughs> like you gotta do like your Pettis run, where you just kind of just do fights that you wanna do, like these just random fun fights. Like, right. oh, I've never. I've, this, this is one guy who I just. I've always wanted to fight, but for some reason we never crossed paths. So let's do it. Like,
1: I got I got a fight in mind, but I want to see if Anacle has a good idea.
2: Um, cowboy.
1: Well, you want to get him killed.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I thought Frankie was one. Wanting- of
0: Oh God! Yeah. Are you gonna Are you gonna say do do Frankie and and Or We're from the same
1: state. No, I got it. I got one. I got.
2: One. No, I mean like, like, what the hell do you do with him? Like he that's the thing with these like lighter weight divisions. Like they they don't. What the fuck was that?
0: Give give, give me Uriah. That's those two old guys, two old guys to duke it out.
2: Yeah, but he already
1: beat Uriah. Oh, yeah, yeah, he did fight Uriah. He already beat Uriah, and Uriah's going to fight Henry Cejudo probably at some
2: point. So oh. he's easy. There, he's, there he's, we go. He can fight Henry Cejudo too. Uh,
0: we got to move on now. <laughs> what does <would the> Cejudo <laughs> gimmick be um, oh Um, but,
2: but, like, these laterweight, like, these guys don't hang around like they do at, like, 185 and 205 and even the welterweight. Like, once they start to lose, they, they start to plummet real quick.
1: Which makes Edgar's longevity amazing. Because he was the lightweight champion in 2011. He's pretty much outlasted every counterpart.
3: Mm hmm. Yeah.
1: So, what about this one then? Well, the most obvious one is Korean Zombie in Korea.
3: Uh...
1: I think that would be the safe. Well, he you can't do Zabit, they train together.
2: Right, right.
1: So, it's Zombie or like Josh Emmett? Maybe. But what about Cruz?
2: I I'd be down with it. If I'm
0: down for Cruz, Cruz if, if Cruz, Cruz. Is, is, can walk or like I don't was what, he injured? <laughs> I don't <know. laughs> I, I say that I don't mean to be mean, it's but, mean, but <laughs> like is, is he? Didn't he injure injured something? Right? I don't think it was a leg though. Didn't he break something? He's got I mean, a hand it's,
2: now. It's always just it's a different part of the body every month for Cruz. So like I mean I'm
0: I'm injury. I'm down for that fight. I'm definitely down for that. I think that would that would be... Well, because
1: remember, Cejudo called out Cruz, and Cruz was like, yeah, I'll take that fight, but I'm hurt again, so...
0: Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. We'll, we'll...
1: I just feel bad for Frankie. I feel like he was, he was underappreciated in his prime, and now he's, like, super relevant out of his prime, and he still seems underappreciated. Man I'm... without a weight class.
0: Yeah, it's...
2: Like, I don't want to see, like... I joke about wanting to see him fight Cejudo, but at this point, I don't want to see him cut the extra 10 pounds.
1: Edgar Pettis.
2: I don't think Pettis wants to make 155 anymore, to be honest with you.
1: Frankie can just eat a lot of pasta. (laughs) They can meet at 165.
0: Dad (laughs) fought
1: Edgar against...
0: uh... Like I said, I think at this point, Frankie just needs to do... If there's anybody you just ever wanted to fight... That you haven't gotten a chance to prep with yet, just just make those fights happen. Just just go out like that. Just, just give him yeah. some fun fights, and I I don't think there's any shame in that.
1: Be Brazil against anybody. It'll be a big deal. Edgar's a little bit more like just sticking around now. I don't know. Well, do you well, want Yair to get his win back?
2: Do you think Yair could get his win back? Good
1: point. Good point. I don't want to see Ortega. Damn, Artem Lobov—he's on a win streak and in, in the bare knuckle fight league. Come right,
0: over. Now, now it's time to move on. I'm <laughs> just trying to
1: find—I'm trying to find something for a genuine
2: Hall of Fame
0: its time to move on now. Artem Lobov has made his way here. He can fight Ryan Hall. Gil. Ill Ryan. That's Hall. an interesting. Yeah. I'm not mad at this. Wow. Club. I'm not mad at that. That's just that's uh, so weird.
1: Cause like you want to give him someone who's kind of good, but like. Not you don't want to give him anybody who's going to derail for a title shot.
2: And you you know they don't like Ryan Hall.
1: <laughs> who's they? Because I I'd have to imagine Dana has no idea who Ryan Hall
2: is. Uh, they is Dana. Because <laughs> anytime uh. he's spoken about Ryan Hall, it's very dismissive. Uh. Or he's just outright calling him a bad fighter and saying he should have lost tough. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, he did lose on tough. And then it was like, oh wait, Saul Rogers has like he lied about this.
2: He he lied about being able to come to the United States.
1: It was somehow still in the United States.
2: Yeah. Uh,
0: Lord. You can fight. We're, me. We're, 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 no, 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 no. We're moving on now. That's no, the only no. way
1: he's gonna learn. No,
0: no, we're moving on. <laughs> Co made of it. There'll be no more BJ talk. <laughs> Co made of it. Uh, Chris Cyborg versus Felicia Spencer. Um guy, where do I what do I start? Do I start with Rogan? No, no, you know what? Let me talk about the fight first. Got to give props for props to do first. Uh, start off on a good foot. Um I, I I like what I got out of both of them for I mean for Felicia, obviously you lost, you know, 30-27 across the board, but it one of those like rare instances where like you you lose the fight, but I feel like your stock still kind of goes up because you just did a lot better than people thought you would. Um. Boy, can she take a shot? Um. She ate a lot. Like I don't know what the statistics were, but she ate a lot of hard shots and just kind of. She never this entire fight. Um, maybe I, I think that was one one round. Um, where she caught a flurry at the end, but like there were never as much as she ate, she never looked rattled. Her confidence never looked like it was dwindling. Like it seemed like all three rounds, she still had the mentality like I'm gonna find a way to try to win this. Um, and I mean, she she gave it her all. Like she she tried to work her grappling. She was trying her heart out, and it just it just I, I feel like I guess anybody else, she probably would have managed to get them down, but cyborg is cyborg and i think Cyborg's grappling is kind of an underrated part of her game because we're just used to seeing her just kind of murder people
2: i mean she but, used to compete all the time at worlds like she was not she wasn't in the black Belt division or anything but she was like that's something she trains yeah, cyborg? Like, it, yeah. yeah it's,
3: just,
0: it's just a part yeah, of her like, game the, that, the like... idea
1: that like anybody can take cyborg down
0: right yeah it's kind of like yeah well the idea that like if you take her down
2: what's her name got her down uh the The girl in Invicta who got knocked out like two seconds before the end of the first round, Daya, Daria Ibramag, uh Ibra, got uh Daria Russian last name. Um. <laughs>
1: Daria Russian last. Name. Yeah. That's Didn't a, it, Yana Kunitskaya get her down and take her back briefly?
2: Yeah, yeah, like that's the thing with cyborg. Right? She is surprisingly—I'm not gonna say easy, but like susceptible to being pushed into the fence for long periods of time. And yeah. Spencer, yeah, Spencer was able to do that for a little bit, but like Cyborg was able to land in the clinch while she was there.
0: Yeah, just and I—I I like from Cyborg. I think this is the most I've seen her kind of mix up her offense. Like I haven't seen her use leg kicks this much. Like I, I felt like she really. I don't know, I feel like I watched a different fight than what other people, well, I don't say other people, probably, same. probably just same, Rogan.
1: Same, but different. You know?
0: <laughs> because to me, it, it almost feels like we punish Cyborg, like if she doesn't go out and obliterate somebody, then it just means like something's wrong. To me, I saw just like, all right, in my last fight against Nudez, I came out, you know, guns blazing, I got caught up in the moment, I got my head knocked off. So I'm going to come back. Let me not do that again. Let me try not to get caught in too many brawling situations. I thought she just fought a much smarter and like just kind of more methodical fight. Like I thought she really slowed it down. She got off. I mean, she definitely got off shot. She she landed a a bunch, but she mixed it up with the leg kicks really good. I didn't feel like she was really trying to like force anything. Um, And like I said, when Spencer was able to clinch her and get her up against the fence, um, she did spend a lot of time there, but eventually she would like reverse position. Um, I love the knees that she was landing in the clinch. She she was effective pretty much everywhere she went. Um, and it just seemed like to me, since she was being more methodical, people took that, especially Rogan. Like somehow, apparently after the first round, if, according to Rogan, she was just completely gassed out and she was going to die after the first round. Like, like, oh, my God, she's breathing on the stool. Okay. Yeah.
2: You gotta make the drama where there is none. <laughs> like
0: he was really, and as much as I was impressed with Spencer, like man, she's still hanging in this fight. But it's like, all right, guys, let's not oversell this. Like, like when Rogan was making it seem like, oh my God, Cyborg, she's about to run out of breath, and oh, Felicia's gonna take. It was like any time Felicia did anything of even, like, minor significance, like, Rogan just tried to, like, blow it up and then make it seem like, oh, Cyborg's slowing down and, oh, the tide's gonna turn, it's about to be over, the world's crashing. It's like, nah, bro, she's still winning this fight, like, fairly handedly. Um, Like, I don't know what fight y'all were watching, but Cyborg tagged her up, landed a lot of good leg kicks, did really good in the clinch, and what Felicia wanted to do, she couldn't do. Like, she wanted to take her down, she wanted to put her in in that kind of situation, and it it just, it never happened, and you, you, you would know if you watch, you know, I think you could tell about this matchup, like, if Felicia couldn't get a takedown, she wasn't gonna win this fight, like, I, the the best, if the best part I can say, and I don't want to make it seem like I'm dogging Felicia, but like, if the best part I can say about your performance against Cyborg of all people is that you can take a punch, that's a clue that you're not, you're not winning the fight, like, it's just you're you're kind of surviving, which you know that's something because, boy, she just ate a lot of shots and she was that's probably one of the the, the most gutsiest performances I've seen in in a while. But you, you clearly still lost that fight, so I don't know. the The commentary really kind of took away from me just kind of enjoying what I was watching. Um, he was like, "Come on, man! Like y'all are just just stop! Like this this that commentary was gross." to me it was um but props to cyborg just love how she mixed it up and props to felicia spencer one of those fights where you lost but no shame and your stock probably just went way up because that's that's this you can't teach that kind of toughness you kind of just either got that or you don't And
2: fourth woman to ever go this decision with cyborg
0: yeah and as wild as that seems that's that's a moral victory <laughs> like that's that's something um but I enjoyed the fight with the, the commentary it was kind of
2: interesting yeah um I think I have a lot to say uh, that you didn't already cover it was, um yeah it was board. Pretty thorough yeah like I, I was going to rip into uh, to Rogan but he already did that for me um
1: <laughs> there'll be ample opportunities
2: <laughs> yeah. um yeah, like I. This just seems like Cyborg lost her first fight in like how many years? 15? 13, 13,
0: I think. 13,
2: 13 years. She got knocked out like 40 seconds in. This was like seven months ago. So she just came back out, tried not to get, uh, just fought a safe ish fight, and to a unanimous decision victory. And it just so happens Felicia Spencer was the right stylistic matchup and the right amount of toughness to um, to make it through to the decision because like there, there were points in that fight where like if Cyborg turns this up just a little bit she probably puts Spencer away but it, it felt like she really just wanted to go out there and get a win and build rebuild her confidence before she uh before she tests the free agent market. And goes to fight for Bellator because that's what's going to happen. So, yeah, basically. Uh, yeah, I, I, like not like I, I want. I want to dogpile on like Spencer, but I also don't want to be like, "Oh, she did such a great job," because like she did get beat up for like ninety-five percent of this fight. It, it, don't get, she landed that great like jumping, standing elbow that cut uh, Cyborg open the first round, and, which is why I think we got that whole Rogan, oh, Cyborg's falling apart narrative um, in the first place, but th- there, there was not a lot of uh, give and take so much as a lot of take from uh, Spencer's end. Joe, so. yeah, I know you have some thoughts.
1: Oh, uh, yeah, I guess so. Um, I want to find the right way to go about this. I-, I don't think I watched... Like, you guys hear me? Uh,
2: No, we can. Oh, okay.
1: oh, perfect. All right. Like, I-, I don't think I watched the same fight anybody else watched. Like, I, I kind of... I saw a lot of people saying it was like a great fight and it kind of wasn't for me. And I think it may have just been the fact that I guess I was just uncomfortable lauding toughness you know after what had happened earlier in the week like I said earlier right right but I definitely was not watching the Rogan fight I don't know what he was seeing
2: Uh, I don't think Rogan was watching the fight to be honest with you
1: (laughs) (laughs) he was halfway through the side of being like a championship fight he was talking about this fight like it was a championship fight which is amazing because he's like somebody must have corrected him at some point
0: Oh no, he thought it was because there was at one point where he, I think he literally said, like, oh, they, she has to do this for two more rounds.
1: Yeah, like he was out of control. But Cyborg just looked like a toned down version of Cyborg. She didn't look, she looked a little slower to me, but not super slow. Uh, she looked a little bit safer. Uh, She carried Felicia. I think she carried Felicia a touch, perhaps. Um, and that's it, man. Like, she's not going to be here. So, Cyborg's not going to be around after this, I think. She's yeah. going to be in Bellator fighting Julia Butt.
0: There you go. So.
1: Unless unless Amanda Nunes absolutely forces the issue. Unless she's like, listen, I won't fight unless it's her. Then they'll do something.
2: Uh, I can see it. I. Could see that if only because like she's already talked about retirement and like Amanda Nunez, Chris Hyborg, probably the biggest fight she can get at the moment. I think. What...
1: Well, did you hear about the retirement story?
2: What about what, what happened?
1: Nunez, like somebody brought up, like, "Hey, you talking about retirement?" and she was like, "No, I was just really drunk."
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: she was really drunk, and she didn't have Nina answer off with her to like clarify everything.
0: <laughs> I think I think what needs to happen, we need to do Cyborg Nunez rematch. In the meantime, Julia Bug can fight Gabby Garcia. And no, then, well, uh, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> and then we'll let everything sort out from there. Here you go. Know. Let, let, let life happen. But after uh, that.
1: Felicia Spencer, good upside, I think. But uh, they're gonna have to matchmaker carefully.
2: And it's going to be really hard, because they have, like, four fighters in this division.
1: Yeah, just start signing ladies.
2: Yeah. I, that's what I said, but they don't listen.
0: Yeah, we said that last
2: Well,
1: time, so. <laughs> I, I think what happened was I I heard that, like, they did sign two featherweights, and then they were like, yeah, we're going to fight at 135 now. Because we had
2: discussed mm. it. Yeah, we did. It was uh, the, the Bayam Maleki and what's-her-face. Bayam Maleki, right, whatever it is. Yeah, but yeah. And do the Santana, that's what it was.
1: Yeah, they signed them, and then they're like, we'll do it at
2: Bantamweight. This is what happens when you build one division on one fighter who nobody wants to fight because she's scary as shit. That's a rude way to talk about Amanda Nunes. Uh-uh. Well, her too. <laughs> <laughs> no,
3: that's
0: that's, that's got to suck. Like, you spend the whole division like, man, I do not want to fight Cyborg. And then she loses the belt and it's like, oh god, Amanda's the next option. <laughs> like it doesn't it doesn't get any easier. It's not getting any easier. This
1: division on paper, like I think this division on paper died quote unquote when Megan Anderson lost twice.
3: Yeah. Because they were
1: clearly building for her to be like the something.
0: Yeah. We'll
2: see. She was abnormally popular for like an Aussie fighter fighting an in Invicta.
1: Well, I think that, that was also the case with,
2: uh... Hello?
1: Yeah, like, I'm I'm having all kinds of money. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I,
2: I'm assuming you were going to say Aldana and Grasso.
1: No, I said that, like, that was the case with Beck Rollins. Like, she got really ah. popular in Invicta first.
2: Right, Another
3: right.
1: Weird, not weird, but different kind of person. Aussie, a strange Aussie.
0: We'll see. Just appreciate featherweight while you can. It might not. uh... I don't know. Who who knows? We talk about flyweight night existing, but featherweight is. I don't know. It doesn't even seem like seem like a real division. I forget it exists until I see a fight, and it's like, oh yeah, that is a thing. That, that it's
1: there. <laughs> It's the most tepid, like, toe-in-the-water division they've ever had.
0: Uh, well, either way, Chris Cyborg won a unanimous decision across the board. Uh, laid some hands and feet on Felicia. So, congrats to her. And we'll, we'll see what happens with her next. Uh, this next fight, which is probably the fight I was most looking forward to on this card. Uh, Jeff Neal versus Nico Price. I was ready for violence. I got some violence. So, I was, I was, I was happy. Um, I like, I like, I like what I saw from Neil a lot, man. Um, is this like the first time he's ever went for a takedown? Cause I don't remember, remember Neil ever going for takedowns. I want,
2: to say he went for takedown versus what's his face. Uh, was it Griffin or Camacho?
0: Adam been Griffin. I feel like Camacho, they just, just a lot of hands. I can't
2: oh, well, Maybe,
0: maybe not the first time him going for one, but him like landing one. I'm going this up. Um. I could I could be wrong. I just don't remember him going for a lot of takedowns. But I I enjoyed what I took away from this fight is that Neil is improving. Like it seems like his game is is rounding out a bit more. Um, boy, is his he has some really fast hand speed. Like he let off a combo on Nico. He hit him with like a three piece, and it happened in like point three seconds. Uh, but Nico being Nico, like starts firing back because he's a wild man. Uh, got Neil to back up off him. They had a nice, just little fun brawling moment. Um, but nah, man, Neil. Neil's really good, man. Just really fast hand speed, um, physically strong, pretty athletic. And like I said, it's good to see him, like, be starting to implement, you know, grappling and wrestling more into his game. And boy, oh boy, though that, that ground and pound he landed, like, <laughs> his... His coaches are yelling like you need to pass you need to pass and he's like "Nah, no, I, I don't really need to pass like I'm just gonna kind of posture up where i'm at and i'm just gonna drop these bombs on nico and it's like he he generates so much force from just that little bit of space that he had um it was he, he hits like his ground and pound is like really <laughs> abusive like <laughs> it, it
2: looked like he was just straight up like on his feet throwing punches
0: right <laughs> like, it was every time nico got hit i like cringed little, like oh that look that, that looks painful um yeah i mean nico you know wild man had some moments but neil, neil neil's just he, he's that dude man he's he's pretty good um like i said that that ground and pound boy that was that was ferocious that was some nasty ground and pound um so neil got that finish in the second round uh good good fight man i got i got the violence that i wanted i thought it would be a little more chaotic because i didn't expect neil to like push for takedowns that much but when he did i I like seeing it because it's not like he didn't just push for takedowns and just try to like hold them there like he he was going for the kill and he he got it so congrats to jeff neil continuing to get better um a violent weight. I'm all I'm all for it. I'm I'm always down for Jeff Nail or Nico Price. Like um but congrats to Jeff Nail, man. I, I thought he looked really, really good.
2: Um <laughs> Nico Price is literally just a fucking heavyweight. <laughs> <laughs> and like he comes with all the strengths and weaknesses of a heavyweight and it's really funny. Hold up. Mm. Uh, uh. All right, Joey, you go for a second. Well, I fix this. Sorry.
1: Sure. Assuming I don't cut out, then
3: we'll, we'll be, we'll all be good. Uh, wait. Can you guys hear me? Not
0: gonna hear
1: you. Okay. Jesus Christ. I don't know what's <laughs> going on here. Uh, all right. I'm back. Oh, perfect. He comes back as soon as I come back. Yeah. So.
2: No, I could still hear you. I could still hear you. I just muted my mic because.
1: Oh it's... no! Like I'm, I am i am going like deaf here. Um. So, you want to go first now?
2: Uh, now you can go. All right.
1: So Jeff Neal's grounded pound. Like we we joke. It's funny. cool said that, Nico Price is a heavyweight. That was like an old school fight. Because. There are certain things in old-school MMA we make fun of, like middleweights. They're slow and clunky, and they clinch against the fence. and Just being a total weird fight. Jeff Neal's ground-and-pound was so old-school. That was like UFC 2006-style ground-and-pound, where every single shot was full force and landing, because Nico Price's guard was so loose. <laughs> <laughs> so, so he could posture up whenever he felt like it and just beat the shit out of him. A very old-school-style Matt Hughes ground-and-pound. I love it. Robbie Lawler, Poison... Go ahead.
2: I'm just laughing at Nico Price in general.
1: I mean, it was just, it was great because like Nico Price can only win in one range, and Jeff Neal was like, I'm just going to fight you in that range. Like, I'll get as close as possible so you can wing at me. And he took some straight shots that I was stunned he stood up on. But any but Nico Price, uh, Jeff Neal, I was gonna say his composure and his patience reminded me of a little bit when Jeff Neal was blitzing, uh, when Nico Price was blitzing him. Which to his credit, he would survive and get those takedowns. But I need to see him maybe be a little bit more composed when he's got fire coming his way. Good on uh, Fortis MMA, I think it's Saif Saud for telling Jeff Neal, like, look, like, this guy's got no power. Like, he's weak. You could take him down. And then just apparently that was going to be the game plan. And uh, Jeff Neal, man, that that's... And I want to see how quickly they start moving him up the ranks in terms of bigger names. But a good performance with some weakness here or there definitely needs to get a little calmer i think the knockdown was mostly the headbutt they both knocked each other down which is amazing that was the greatest moment in mma history
0: that would have been a double ko i would have lost it
1: i thought i thought for (laughs) sure it was a double ko because the way neil fell because two things if you fall face forward the way that nico price does they normally stop it no matter what happens His his head almost bounced off the canvas. Uh, so yeah, man, I'm ex- this was a good fight. Thank God we had a good fight after what he came before it.
2: And, yeah,
1: uh, I'm excited for more Jeff Neal. I'm excited for more Nico Price too because he's gonna be back. But I want I want to float a Jeff Neal matchup after Anti-Cool says
2: his, his bid. Um, I don't really got much to add in terms of just like technical stuff. It's just um, this was a this was a, um. I guess an IQ test for Neil. Like, if you were to have me have to pick between Nico Price and a rematch with Tim Means, I'd pick Tim Means. You know what I mean? Like, same thing with, like, Randy Brown. Like, I, I, I'm not sure Nico Price is getting any better, but he hits so freaking hard from every position imaginable that he's always like a live dog so um this was a, a test to see if neil could navigate that power not end up in a, in a spot where he gets knocked out um and you know, come away with the win and he, he, for the most part he did it he, he got hurt twice um the 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 headbutt the double headbutt knockout or knockdown in the first round and then um nico price just decided the blitz, and he came forward and hit him with like a spinning back forearm <laughs> yeah. in the second round. That turned Neil into like a panic wrestler for a quick second. Um, I don't think it hurt him so much; as it just surprised him. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was a good it was a good performance. He punched, you know, like, like looping hook combination. Yes, exactly. Some 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 primo. Uh, just, I don't know what I'm doing anymore type shit. Button mashing. Button mashing, exactly. And uh, Neil managed it pretty well. He got, he, he found the area where he was going to win the fight, got him down, beat the ever-living tar out of him, and um, got the win. So, pro- props to Neil. Um, still looks great. Still looks like an exciting once away prospect which we desperately, desperately need right now. Um, just because we 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 don't need another top-heavy grappler dude who's going to push dudes into the fence for twenty-five minutes. We got like four of those.
0: <laughs> that would suck if like all this grappling work and that's what he becomes. He's like,
2: oh, we got another <laughs> one in it, so I'm gonna do it too.
0: Right. <laughs> <laughs> but nah, yeah, no, nah, Jeff Jeff Nill, man. Yeah, he's he's fun to watch. Um. Oh, oh, what was the, uh, before we move on, what was the matchup you wanted to float up? Uh... Was that for me? Yeah, you yeah. said you said you had a matchup he wanted to throw up.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. No, Anacle actually mentioned it. Matt Brown.
0: Is
2: he still around?
1: Is he still fighting? I thought he... He lives.
2: Thought... <laughs> he lives.
1: <laughs>
2: He's immortal. Of course
1: he lives. <laughs> actually, that's a great point.
0: <laughs> that's I a great he, point. I thought he, like...
1: Did he he tore his ACL, but that's not going to stop him.
0: Uh, I'm not mad at that, though, if, if he's still around. I, I just assumed he just kind of wasn't around anymore. This it's weird. Like, if I don't hear your name in, like, a After year, I assume you retired. <laughs> or arrested. <laughs> right. So some, Something bad happened to you, or you just decided to hang it up. But so nah, about, I'm, not, I'm not mad at that, though.
1: What about RDA? How quickly do you think RDA's phone rang when that fight ended?
2: I mean, if I'm RDA, I'm fucking jumping for joy because God damn it, it's not another wrestler. No,
1: now, 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 Neil's about to evolve like Pokemon. Now he's gonna wrestle.
0: Yeah. I would be so mad at Jeff Neil if he fought RDA and spam like five takedowns in a row. <laughs> I would be it's so the fist- right of pass. Oh man you know what, any 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 Jeff Neal matchup I'm I'm fine with. Um Randy
1: Brown would be interesting, but he just beat the guy who'd be Randy Brown. Yeah. I
0: don't know. We'll, we'll we'll see. Whatever it is, it's gonna be fun. I'm I'm here for it. So congrats to Jeff Neal. Um Alright, so th- this is the, like the part of the card where I'm just gonna float this out there, like some fights just don't really we, we don't have to do deep dives when there's nothing to dive into. It's, it's a pretty shallow pool. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna just throw that out there. So, like, these next couple fights, man, I'm, I'm not – I don't really got a lot to say. Um, Armin Sarukian versus Olivier Ben-Mercier. Um, all I can really say about this fight is Mercier did well on the feet when it stayed on the feet. Um, he seemed to have a clear advantage there, but uh, Tarukin the just out of wrestling. Wrestling pushed against the cage, takedowns. Uh, he was able to be that. Uh, what, what's what's the term I want to use? They don't they don't use it in MMA. If like time of possession was a thing in MMA, and there probably is like a term for it, I just don't know what it is.
1: Isn't it like control?
0: There you go. I'm done. Like that. <laughs> that's for, yeah. That's the perfect word. He he was able to control and have be more dominant for longer times with his wrestling than Mercier was able to be on the feet. That's that's kind of all I got for that fight.
2: I didn't watch it. I fell asleep. Well <laughs> shit. Well <laughs> shit. Well
0: shit. What you got for us, Joey?
1: <laughs> Two guys snuggle bunnied against the cage for a. Little- and, uh, that was it. There you go. That that did go you off. summarize.
2: Did you summarize the first two fights on this card, Joey. They Even really that's...
1: well. You know, a little. There's first off. There's nothing wrong with the, You know. There's nothing wrong with doing what you got to win. But never again on a pay per view, and never
0: yeah. again. Yeah, on a pay per view and starting off the card, and, and have to go back to back.
1: Yeah.
0: So, like, ooh, yeah. Not. 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 <laughs>
1: The lesson to be learned here is that just because it's Canada, it doesn't mean we need to have a Canadian main card. Yeah. Because the only reason those two guys were on the main card was because they're Canadian. OAM, and we're going to talk about the other guy. In a yeah.
0: So that was that fight. Uh, Sarukian won via unanimous decision. And the next fight, which rounded out the main card, Christoph Jocko versus Marc-Andre Baralt. That's how you say his name? I don't remember this fight much other than. Uh, I don't remember Mark doing anything other than pushing Jocko against the cage. And Jocko didn't do a lot, but he at least inflicted damage. And I feel like he landed a couple elbows. But not a very eventful Not the kind of fight you want to start your card off with. Um, I'll say that much. Um, it was just kind of one of those fights. Was just, yeah. Like, it was, it was something. Stuff happened. No. It
1: was not something.
0: It was nothing. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what to tell you. Other than Jocko won. This was a split decision? Who cares? Who cares?
1: Yeah. It was the opposite of a something.
0: Jocko got a win. That's just that's all that happened. I want right? to hear Anniko break this down.
2: Go ahead. Um, the, um, um, He's lost uh, words. <laughs> It'd be uh, funny. The so two, the two of the three Canadians on this fucking main card were coming off of losses. And that really makes me upset. Like O oh, OAM and Mark Barriolts, Mark Andre Barryolts, <laughs> were both coming off of losses. Why were they on this card, on this main card, of like H- Akeem Dawadu or like even Gavin Tucker? Well, he was also coming off a loss. Right, but Gavin Tucker's fun. Are we sure? When he wants to be, when he's I didn't not... have
1: much fun during that fight.
2: All right, you know the Davis and Figueroa, Alexander Pintoja. Like, Should've come on. Yeah,
1: that's definitely well, on the main I card. I agree. Burial's been on the main card twice now in both of his UFC.
2: Like, is he like popular in Canada? No, they think he's a thing. Well, he's definitely not. They're wrong. I I, remember, I watched him fight on the regional stage. I was like, oh, okay, he's a confident dude. I'm sure he can make a fine life for himself at middleweight, but he's not. He, he is no Paulo Costa.
1: I think they think he's a thing in Canada.
2: Then they need to fire
0: whoever's their Canada guy.
1: I'm just saying he's been on the main card twice.
2: I know, but like what? they stupid.
0: Go I find just, another thing.
2: I, <laughs> I just love how John uh, Cokie. Everything about this fight was bad, so including their burial names just because can't I can't pronounce them. them. Yes, this is like he he did okay in the clinch for a little bit, and and including then he would get turned uh, burial, and then he would get turned around by Jocko.
1: That's the <laughs> only place Jocko can win that fight, and he would like burial would just crash in as hard as possible, and Jocko would tie him up like arms around the waist like a. Uh, Like a lover coming back from like their lover just came back from war, that kind of just like full on arms around because he knew he can't win against the fence. So, moving on, moving on, gentlemen.
0: Yeah, yeah, we can, yeah, we can move on. But Daco won, uh, split decision. That rounds out the main card. What a main card. Yeah.
2: Three of two freaking cards
1: really is highest of highs and lowest of (laughs) lows,
0: definitely
1: best of times, worst of times.
0: This was like last week's card, but like a little more. This was like 1.5 version of last week's card. I don't know what that says, but (laughs) 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 it wasn't terrible, but it was just like, like I said. The highs were high, but the lows were like,
2: all right, guys. I mean, in all fairness, there were only like th- those were the only two what I'd call bad fights on the card.
0: I think it's because they were back, they were back to back, and it was like, oh. But, have, have, but to follow up on
1: Sensei's point, have you noticed that these back to back, like bad fights, happen back to back all the time on UFC? US-
2: oh yeah, because they book like five of them in a row, and then like Let's we luck backs. out, we, we luck out when like one of them gets stopped.
0: Which, this car would have been... Did so, you guys did happen to we... hear what
1: I said or no?
2: Uh, we, I heard it in, like, two separate um, things.
1: Basically, like, the UFC's on a stretch now where the bad fights seem to always happen
3: back-to-back.
0: Yeah, they, and they would have been bearable if, like, it had been a bad fight, but somebody got stopped in, like, the second. But life, life doesn't work out that way sometimes. Because last... Oh, I missed all of that. <laughs> I heard last. <laughs> oh,
1: because like, right. dude, like, I don't, I don't right. know what's going. Like to explain. Uh hold on.
2: How about yeah. now? You you sound like you're in a chamber.
3: <laughs> I'm in Stokes'
1: chamber. Like a guy. <laughs> yeah. I said like last week we got Alvi Mataferi back to back.
2: How dare you? Uh, Sam Alvey and Roxanne no, Montefiore right, are on, fan favorites. It. They are fan favorites.
0: All right, uh, when we came for Sam Alvey, it's time to move on. All right, <laughs> fine. <laughs> <Yeah. Okay. laughs> Moving on to the prelims. It got kind of like some of these other fights. Some some of these I, I don't really have a ton to say or want to spend a lot of time on. But um, I felt bad because this fight, uh, Vivian Arout... Uh, Go. We we talked about this in the pre-recording. And I'm gonna Arroyo. go with Ara Ujo. I know it's wrong, but that's how I see it. Gonna go with Araujo. No, no, you Vivian. Vivian. Vivian versus Alexis Davis. Viv. <laughs> I feel bad because I, I, I watched this fight, but I didn't rewatch it, and I, I I don't remember this in ton of detail. All I remember is like Vivian busted Alexis's face up. And I remember her sticking and moving pretty well. And, like, she was having a pretty good fight. And I want to say Alexis, like, eventually took her down, I think. But didn't matter. Um, was this the fight with Viv- Didn't somebody land a Superman punch? Or am I thinking of another fight? Hey. No, Vivian. Yeah. Vivian landed like, a bunch of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like she definitely landed a Superman punch. I remember that being me. Yeah, I... I wish I remember this fight more. It wasn't like a terrible fight. I just don't.
2: And was, It was a solid performance from Vivian Ara, uh, Ara, Araujo because uh, she might be like one of the most athletic women we've seen coming into the UFC in a minute. Like pure like uh, hand-eye coordination speed. Because um, she is fast as fuck. Like, like in the first round, like, Davis literally just could not see anything coming at her. Uh, she landed like, a 60 or 70% and quit just because of, like, how quickly she was throwing them out there. And it probably would have been higher. But her style of offense is so draining that by the end of the first round, you could tell she was getting tired. Um, And she ended up getting taken down in the second round and... Really couldn't do anything to get back up because of how tired she was, despite being a very good jiu-jitsu player, according to Joe Rogan. Um, I mean, like, having, like, national titles in Brazil and stuff. Um, and then in the third round, she managed to dig deep and man- uh, boxed up Alexis Davis for most of the round and was able to take decision. So, this is a big win for her. Like, Davis is ranked. I don't remember where, like, in the top ten, though. So... Um yeah. So, wait, so, Jesse, you say you don't remember much of the fight. Me? All right, well, that's but you too. Oh. Right, what do you remember about the fight, Joey? This is this is absurd.
1: What's absurd? <laughs> my my audio issue. <laughs> I mean, I can hear you now. Oh, okay. Uh, good win, Vivian. Moving on. Uh, <laughs> right. No, I just right. don't know how long I'm going to be, how long I'm plugged in for. Uh,
3: <laughs>
1: no, honestly, I, I, I'm really excited about Viviana Arujo. I just don't know if they're going to matchmaker properly.
2: I mean, they're, she's going to fight Valentina Shevchenko, you know, like, but maybe before the end of the year, who knows?
1: First, yeah, like I, I can totally see them putting her against Jessy.
0: Oof, that's a, that's a. That's a no-no.
1: I'm just saying, like I can see it.
0: Yeah, well, That's your punishment at flyweight. You want to come in and you want to be victorious? Here's Shevchenko in your third fight. Have fun.
1: Basically.
0: <laughs> Give it all you got, kid.
1: What does Alexis Davis do now? That's three in a row. Um,
2: is it three in a row? Who, is she, who else does she listen yeah. to? Uh, uh and Maya. Um, I don't know. It's really weird because she's she beat the woman who is now the number one contender like nineteen months ago. Right. Um. Uh, for uh, give her someone who's lower down, or give her someone who they think is like about to break through. I guess.
0: Oh boy. So she's she's gatekeeper status.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Or not, like, about to break through and fight for the title, but, like, who's on...
0: A prospect the... A prospect who needs a test.
2: A prospect who needs somebody who's ranked. So, like, someone like, um, I don't know, Paige Van Zandt. Uh, not really much of a prospect, but... At this point, like, you're either in on her or you're not. You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: What if she went back up and wait for Aspen Ladd?
2: I mean, I'd be fine with that too. It's just, who knows when we're going to see Aspen Land again? Because I, I would like, to, I would like for her to have more time off. Like, with the weight cut and the knockout and everything like that.
1: Just go up and wait, Aspen.
2: Yeah, then you can fight Amanda is at 145. <laughs> huh?
0: One way or another. You thought that other fight got stopped quick wait till that first jab lens but congrats to Vivian uh, won via unanimous decision uh, this next fight I actually was really looking forward to uh, Hakeem Dawoodu versus uh, Yoshinori Hore um, I didn't know who uh, Yoshinori was before the fight so I went to look him up and because of him I now know that Issei Tamura is still out in Japan fighting people because he beat uh, Yoshinori which is kind of wild um, knocked him out, actually. So that's that's a tidbit. But um, I don't know if I didn't watch enough of Yoshinori's fights. Um, because I felt like the I think I only watched like two of them. But I felt like the two that I watched, he didn't fight like this. Like it wasn't all this bouncing around and and I don't know if this is just something he did on the fly or maybe he did do this and I just wasn't really noticing it. But um, yeah, first round, you know, he comes out. A lot of bouncing around on the inside, getting in, getting out. Uh, seemed like Hakeem was getting, I don't say frustrated, but couldn't really get a beat on it. Kind of had to, took took him some time to kind of find his groove. And it just seemed like the longer the fight went on, kind of what I thought would happen, what happened is that out of the two, like Da would do, I think is much more technical and much more patient. And it just seemed like second round slowed down a little bit. He was still, Yoshinori was still bouncing around, but... uh I like what Hakeem was doing. He landed a couple leg kicks and then the time that they would clinch, um, he was landing some really good knees and it just seemed like the longer the fight went on, he started to find his he found his groove a little bit more. The fight started to slow down more and then in that third round, uh, Yoshinori was not as, as mobile as he was in the first two and not moving at as fast a pace so uh, Dawood was able to just connect more and once again, punched him in the clinch with knees, and then boy, that uh, that uh finishing sequence, knees him, <laughs> catches him with a head kick, right to the chin, drops him. I think he, I think he got caught with something before that too. He, he took a lot of, um, that would be really dish it on him that third round. Um, I, I feel, I think that's probably why that fight got stopped, because um, he, he took a lot of punishment in that third, and then to end it with that head kick was kind of like, all right, yeah, you're, you're probably done. Um, I, like liked that. I would do, I enjoyed watching him and I don't think he was, I don't think it was called PF PFL. I think it was still war series of fighting, but I liked him over when he was over there. Um, I'm not expecting him to like be a champ or anything, but I, I enjoy watching his fights. I, I like his fighting style. So I was happy to see him get this win. Um, but I like Yoshinori, too. I hope he can stick around. I, I wouldn't mind seeing him in another fight. Um, but I'm always down for head kick KOs. That's my favorite form of a finish. So, congrats to uh, Um. I,
2: this was like a showcase fight for Dabodoo, right? It wasn't like they had somebody and then they pulled out and they just had to go with like the last person...
0: No I, think, uh, no, I think this was a, yeah, it was pretty much a showcase. Yeah, I don't think this was a last-minute, like, put together.
2: Uh, from I mean, I, I've seen that uh, highlight on ESPN a whole bunch this morning, so, like, I, I guess it panned out from that perspective. But from, like, a developmental perspective, dude, you got to learn to cut the cage off. Like, I, I get that Poirier was, like, landing early with that big leap in right hand. And um, that he, he he really didn't want to engage for longer than he had to, but at the same time, like you're gonna get opponents like that, you gotta learn to cut the cage off. Um, when he, when he did manage to tie Corre up, he beat the ever loving crap out of him. Um, even the second round before that big flurry at the end of uh, at the end of the fight, um, he, he would grab onto him, land like a quick knee and elbow, and then break. Or Horia would, like, push away and try to run as as quickly as possible. Um, Yeah, um, uh, that would do is... If he's going to be something that's going to take a while for him to get there, I I think he's still adding pieces to his game and getting comfortable doing the home moist, I think, in the cage. Um, But, yeah, um, he's going to have to learn to cut the cage off if he's going to be successful and force guys to fight with him. 145. There are a lot of dudes in this division who can move uh, with a lot more um, purpose than Horrier. Uh, and it's not, that's the thing. Horrier like, wasn't even giving him like looks. It was just like he's circling to his left the entire fight. Um, like good on him. He when he did manage to get his hands on him, he hurt him and was able to eventually put him away. But you you, you kind of hope. Your your striker is able to force exchanges when he want, when that's his game. So that's all I got. Yeah.
1: Concur. Concur. Uh, Hakeem Dawadu. is careful because he's uh he's not progressing quick ish and you wonder how patient they're going to be
2: and uh he's canada's best male prospect
1: right i'm saying like how they how they balance we need a canadian star with we need this kid to grow is going to be interesting and cut off the cage for the love of god my man
2: go with kick
1: you don't have Just uh, mix it up a
0: little bit. Yeah. I think, I think that movement just kind of... I don't know. Especially coming off the Bokniak fight where you got a guy who is kind of willing to openly engage. And then you come in this fight, and it's like, all right, this guy, what's, what's all this bouncing around? All, all this commotion. I just want to throw hands and feet. Just, just stay here for a little bit.
1: Who does Dawodo train with? Do you guys know?
2: Um, I want to say it's like a small Canadian team. Um, playoff. actually knew this one. He trains with Champions Creed MMA, Mike Miles kickboxing team. Yeah, he is a kickboxer first, like or a Muay Thai. Guy. Like he was on the um, he fought for was the IA, oh God, the amateur Muay Thai league that's up there. And he was like a champion there. Gotcha. But um, let's see, Champions Creed, head coach Brian Bird, uh, Brad Cardinal, the first fighter listed, Mean, hmm. Hakeem Dawadu, uh, Noah Jer Evans. Yeah, I'm not recognizing any of these other dudes. So he's probably... Uh...
0: Well, just, he's just, is... those names. He's a big fish in a R-
2: relatively small pond. Yeah. yeah.
1: I just wonder how much wrestling training he does, because I think he could have taken Horiyade down a few times.
0: Yeah. yeah, that's one way to stifle all that movement. <laughs> yeah, that's that's one way. But we'll, we'll we'll see. I guess my my expectations for him aren't like crazy high. I just kind of enjoy watching him fight. I, I I'm i really just don't know where he's gonna eventually land, but um you no, know, I guess so so far so good decent you're winning so that's something mm-hmm. um so we'll we'll see but uh, he won via TKO uh, with the head kick so shouts to him uh, next fight don't have really a ton to say. Uh, Gavin Tucker versus Sungwoo Choi. Um, well, I will say that Sungwoo Choi is a huge featherweight. Dude um, is really like just tall and rangy for no reason. But just yeah, in this fight, like like we had mentioned earlier, just a lot of uh, a lot of grappling. We we've seen Gavin have quote unquote you know fights that are I guess more like aesthetically pleasing <laughs> so to speak. But uh, I think he just did what he needed to do to get the win. Um, I don't know, I guess he felt maybe he just had advantage with the wrestling, with the grappling, and he just kind of chose to exercise that. And, uh, Troy had some decent moments on the feet. Like I said, dude's just really long and rangy, but couldn't really deal with the grappling. Gavin, uh, got him down, took his back, uh... I forgot who refed this fight. They did the, the the hop step to see if he was getting choked out because his face was like up against the cage. <laughs>
3: Got
0: it. <him. laughs> yes, he, he had to do like the the hop just to to jump over to see see the good angle. But um No, I mean good good for Gavin, like coming off of him. Um, I can't remember who who was the last fight he lost to? I cannot remember who he lost to. Red Glenn. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Glenn and Glenn, Glenn and that beard. <laughs> he um yeah, or or the stash, but you know, just, I mean just wanted to come back Get a, you know, a confidence builder So it might not have been like the most Aesthetically, you know Visually fun fight to watch But, you know, just came back and got a win I'm not mad at it So, congrats to Gavin Tucker
2: I mean, He was out for like two years, right? Yep Was it like, was it USADA? Was it uh, injury? Uh, injury? Just injured. Just injuries, okay. Um. Oh, he looks fine. Like, um. I don't think Troy expected him to go out and wrestle him. Um, and it kind of showed because Troy got a little bit better at defending the takedowns as the fight went on, as opposed to like in the first round where Tucker would just duck under and automatically Troy was just going down. Um. Again, yeah, no, it was essentially just. Tucker taking Choi down repeatedly, Choi sometimes having like a brief moment of just like, oh, I've, I, I've got a, a Darce choke or an Anaconda choke or something, and then immediately giving that position up and getting his back taken or something. Um, and not, not a whole bunch of dissect from that. Um Yeah, uh it looks like Tucker's been working on his wrestling and I believe this is his first fight when he while he's been at uh, TriStar. Is, is this the fight where they were talking they were talking up for Zahabi? I
0: think so. Alright,
2: yeah. So yeah, I, I guess it's to be expected that he's now a wrestler, so
1: fair. Very we well put just a weird fight I don't know something took me out of it but uh yeah like I don't know just I guess I expected more from Tucker because I don't think highly of Choi, but he got the win and the sub so all good
0: yeah yeah I thought I thought it would be a little more like umph to the fight I guess but you know it, it was a win so I, I, ain't, I, ain't, I ain't gonna I'm not gonna pour on the guy too much
1: Um, I also also think this was the fight where Rogan really started to annoy me, so that might have helped too (laughs)
0: oh boy oh boy well, moving on to the uh, flyweights who seemingly just put on great fights even at the expense of nobody knows if they're going to have a home soon but they keep keep showing out (laughs) they're fighting like they want to stick around um Davis and Figueroa versus Alexandre Pantoja. Definitely one of the fights I had circled on this card. Um, Boy, does Figueroa hit hard. Um, And boy, can Pantoja take a shot. Because there was... um, I didn't think... I I, I guess I thought this fight would be a little more like back and forth. Um, I felt like Figueroa just kind of beat him up. Like, it was a fun fight, don't get me wrong. But I thought Pantoja would just have more moments. And I feel like he just didn't have as many as I thought he would. And he just, you know, we had some brawling moments, you know, that I think he took them down a, c- a couple times, but wasn't really able to make much of it. It just seemed like Pantoja wasn't able to get much consistency going. Meanwhile, Figueroa was out there landing bombs and just do- doing do- doing doing Figueroa things, Um I can't remember if it was the second or the third, but at one point he caught Pantoha with an uppercut that I was pretty sure was going to end his life, and he just ate it. Like he just kind of kept going. Um, so I, I was surprised that Pantoha was able to take. He took a lot of punishment, but um, no, nah, this fight was kind of it, it was ex- exciting as I, I thought it would be. Like it was it was violent. You know, Figueroa is going to come. He's going to throw a lot of bombs. He hits like ridiculously hard um yeah just spent so I couldn't get enough really consistency going with his game and Figueroa was just out here just he was out here clowning and boy he landed on I think it was the third round he landed like four stepping elbows in a row like he just he just spammed the elbow and it just kept working um so good on Davidson man just long live the flyweights long live the flyweights um, but uh, Davis and Figueroa won that via unanimous decision.
2: Uh, God. Uh, yeah, God, yeah, Figueroa. Just when he has your range and his and timing down, like he's just gonna fucking hurt you. Like Pantoja. <laughs> it is. Like, it is quite true. Pantoja just like he was coming on in that second round. It looked like he was like getting like. Figueroa was, like, losing a little bit of steam. And then all of a sudden, like, and apparently he had hurt his right hand or something. And then all of a sudden, Figueroa was, like, fuck it, yeah, I'm going to just throw, throw, like, elbows from, like, three feet out. <laughs> and it worked. <laughs> and all of a sudden, Pantoja's on his back with, like, ten seconds left on the clock, wondering what the hell just happened. Oh, uh, it's great. Um... Yeah, no, like, this is just, it, Pantoja kind of reminds me a little bit of, like, Jussier, where, like, he's made all these improvements, and he's so good at weight, like at what he does, but it doesn't matter because he's not that great of an athlete compared to the dudes who he's fighting. Like, Figueredo is, like, a freak athlete at, uh, at flyweight, which is saying a lot, considering who's at the top of the division. And, like, to Pantoja's credit, he fought as hard as he could. Like, he came on in that last minute, and he realized if I'm throwing first, it, it makes it harder for Figueiredo to, like, hit me. But, like, it, too little too late. Like, the, the speed difference and the power difference was just too much to make up.
0: He dropped him in one of the rounds, too, didn't he? Uh Figueiredo? Yeah, didn't he drop him?
2: And the second round.
0: Yeah.
1: Man, like this fight told me like how, how high the gap is between the top three at Flyweight and everybody else. Because Formiga had no problems with Figueredo And Figueredo was wiping every But Benavidez ran through Formiga twice. So it's like the top three in this division are insanely good. You know? And there's room for growth for Figueroa. I think I saw a better version of him than I did in any of his other fights. I still think he's a little too reckless and a little too wild at times. But it works, man. It works being that, like, that brawler when you got to be... Because he's always going to have the better power advantage. And his timing is really good. So when brawls break out, more often than not, he's going to win them. Uh, And I, I, like... For Pantoja, this is, like, the third time in a row where he's gotten that step up and gotten kind of checked back. So, or that not that step up, but, like, a, a big-time fight, and he's not performed. I mean, he had a great fight, but he lost, is what
0: I'm saying. Right, so yeah.
1: You kind of wonder where he ranks now. And for Figueiredo, I mean, this division's thin, but it's got, they're probably going to start signing a bunch of guys soon. So, keep fighting and, like, carve out that niche before there's a big influx.
0: So, do you, so are you under the impression that flyweight's staying? Do you think it's staying around?
1: This is gonna this is gonna piss you off. I did not hear any of that. Oh, so, really?
0: yeah. <laughs> I said, so are you under the impression that flyweight's gonna stay around?
1: Yeah, because I think they like so who do and want to keep him happy. So, I think that as long as Henry can defend both belts, it'll be around.
0: Yeah, that's if, my my prediction. That Henry if, winning that yeah. belt put flyweight it, it extended the life support.
1: If Benavidez wins it, I think it'll stick around. If anybody else besides Benavidez and Sahudo win, they're gonna cut folks.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what if
2: they're Chinese?
0: <laughs> that would suck. Like somehow somebody else not named them two wins and just Dana comes right in after they're celebrating, like, yeah, this yeah, it's over.
1: Just take Congratulations, you're all released. Right. <laughs> Congratulations, we sold. It's like when <laughs> it's like when you have that, that that office party and then they come in and let you know that it's done.
0: Oh boy. we have all been promoted.
1: Ferrator's elbows were the greatest thing on this
0: whole card. Yeah, those elbows were wild.
1: Cuz not only cause like you see other fighters throw step and elbows, but he was so committed to it. It's all he had cuz he broke his hand.
0: It was just the fact that he did them like repeatedly. Like in succession, like back to back <laughs> like I'm just spamming the X button. Like I'm just going to keep Yeah, I... I'm going to keep throwing these.
1: You want to talk about some gnarly shit. He dropped the guy with his broken hand. Short oh, yeah. right yeah. Up, short yeah. right hook.
0: Hey, man. That's, that's a bad man. That's a bad man. Worthy of the God of War moniker. Some people have nicknames that I don't, I don't think they've earned. I think he's, he, can uh, keep, he can keep that.
1: I'm just thinking of what's... And, like, what Henry's going to dig up for this.
2: <laughs> he's gonna come in dre- paint it up like Kratos.
1: In full, full body, full body garb.
2: Yeah.
0: Huge head he has.
1: Jesus, that's Jesus. rude, man. Yeah,
0: he has a huge. He has a. He has a large noggin.
1: I'm thinking he's gonna get like one of those Atreus plushy, uh, plushies, because if you play the God of War, <laughs>
0: so
1: if you play the recent game, uh, uh, Kratos has a kid now. So he's just gonna show up with one of the plushies and tear it up in front of. The <laughs>
0: Oh boy, but um, yeah. Congrats to Figueroa, so man. I was... Like
1: bite it and pull it apart slowly.
0: God. No, oh, no. I was going great, just great from Figueroa, man. That was that was awesome. That was all the violence I thought it would be. Just I thought it was gonna be a little more back and forth, but you no. Know, War had other plans, so kind of, kind of is what it is.
1: Yeah, it had. Uh, Pantoja had his moments. No shame to him.
0: Yeah, he tried. He tried. And these last two fights, which were on the uh, fight pass prelims, uh, Jillian Robertson versus Sarah Froda. Um, I just remember a lot of this fight taking place on the ground and Froda tried to land like a reverse triangle that she went for like two times, didn't get it, um, and ended up punishing her on the ground. Got a TKO. I don't really have much else to, to break down of that scrap.
2: Yeah, pretty one-sided.
1: Abandon the leg lock. Like in women's MMA it's becoming a problem.
2: Just bail yeah. on it. I mean if it, if it's gonna lead to finishes like these, I say keep going for it. Sell out hard.
0: Hey man.
1: For the wrong person, in theory.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I person. mean whatever helps.
0: Hey man, it's one of those moves when you when you when you go for that, you know what you're getting into. I don't know. You know you know you know the you know the risk.
1: I just watched Irene Aldana give away a fight with a bad leg locks on. Perturbed. Jenny <laughs> <laughs> Robertson's a damn good 125er.
2: Yep. She's not, what, 4 and 1 in the UFC? Yep. Uh, she only lost to Maria Buenosilva. Silva. Where is she? Where is she? Yeah, that, where is she? Yeah, I hope she has fun fighting uh, Valentina Val- Val- Shevchenko as well. Yep. <laughs> At the same time, <laughs> they're
0: right. gonna they're gonna put Shevchenko in like a three, like a four on one. It's gonna be yeah. a tournament, but not really a tournament. It's gonna like it's gonna be one of those handicap matches. I'm it's like... a <laughs> match. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Valentina has to fight. Uh, I gotta fight like, the entire right.
0: top five.
2: KGB Lee. Uh, And like Montana De Rosa,
0: all in one night.
2: All and then, in one And
1: night. then if she w- she wins those, she gets Goro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. And whoever the Chang Sung is—that who was who is the Shao Kahn? <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> Not a Mortal Kombat guy.
0: Um, yeah. Both of those names are correct, though. I'm just I'm just trying to think like who. Wow, Who's the Shang Song of the UFC?
1: Who's <laughs> the Shang Song?
0: Oh boy. Uh, let me. go I'll, I'll go off on a tangent, trying to just think of some random person. Um, but not nah, congr- Amanda.
1: Amanda Nunes not be now. If see. I've got my Mortal Kombat right. What I'm
0: trying to think. She's Shang Tsung or more of a Shao Khan. I feel like Shao Khan's a little more like, like brutal. I think she might be more of a. She might be more of a Shao Kahn. Like, you see her, and it's like, oh, God. Like, Jesus Christ. I'm not trying to do this. <laughs> like, I don't want to do this. I got to get out of here. But, uh, no, congrats to Jillian. Like I said, a good good performance. Pretty pretty one-sided. Um, and this last fight, I can't comment on because I did not see it at all. Uh, but Eric Cook defeated Kyle Stewart via unanimous decision. I'm just going to assume punches and kicks and maybe a takedown happen.
2: Um, it was Coke taking uh, Stewart down for like three rounds. Which not, is kinda impressive. Oh, sorry. No, I was just gonna say I
1: didn't see it. I thought you were done.
2: Oh uh, yeah, no, it was it was Coke taking Kyle Stewart down for three rounds, which was kinda impressive because Stewart's freaking huge and Coke is a former 145-er. But um not really do oh, much. Oh
0: snap, this is that welterweight. Yeah. Jesus Christ.
2: Yeah, so I was so, thinking,
0: like, at one point, when he's supposed to fight, like, Aldo back
2: in the day? <laughs> yep. Yeah. What a ass whooping that would have been. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, but that, it's not really, not a whole lot happens. You guys first win at Welch I don't see um, this style carrying him very far in this division because everybody can wrestle, everybody's big. So. It'll be interesting to see what happens
0: next. I, just, I might have to go back and watch that now just to see what he looks like as a welterweight. I did not know this fight was that 170. But, um, yeah, that was uh, UFC 240. It, it was a cool card. Uh, you know, like I said, outside of the uh, the two fights that kicked off the main card, uh, those were kind of meh, so if you go back to rewatch, you can skip those, didn't miss anything. But, um, rest of the card was was pretty solid. Uh, Holloway Edgar was was good. Cyborg Spencer, uh, Jeff Neal, Nick, Nico Price, of course. Um, then on the prelims, you know, good good performance from Vivian. Uh, the Dowdo fight had a nice finish. Uh, Figueroa and Pantoja was a, a good fight. So um, it, it was it was solid card. Not not the best card. Car- kind of we summed it up earlier. It had the highest of highs and the lowest of lows. So the fights that were good were good. Fights that weren't so good, we just, just we not so good. good.
1: Yeah, <laughs> really bad. The, the roller coaster. Yeah, you know, the lows it's, are really low. The
2: highs are pretty high. Yeah, there weren't too many lows though. So
0: yeah, there yeah. yeah. So, Unlike last week's card, I think there were more highs than lows. So yeah, if you if you want to go back, if if you missed out on the card, you want to go back and rewatch it. You'll you'll pull something away from this. There there was at least a little bit of substance here, uh, unlike last week's card, where I think we all just kind of left like, like, why did we even do this to ourselves? We deserve better.
2: We have to treat ourselves better.
0: Yeah, self care. (laughs) Self self care two thousand
2: nineteen. Self care two thousand nineteen is skipping bad UFC cards.
0: Right. (laughs) Last week was not self care. It was it was it was not good.
2: Self flagellation.
0: But, um, no, nah, that was UFC 240, so go back, uh, give the fights that we uh, we mentioned to watch. Um, go back and check out uh, Rising 17, and if you want to watch Javante Davis win inside of two rounds, you can go watch uh, him knock out Nunez. Um, I thought there was another card I wanted to give a shout-out to. That, uh, didn't PFL have a card? They had a card. Yes, they did. Yeah, shout-out to them Thursday Night Monopoly. I just like they just they do Thursday nights I didn't get a chance to really watch their card but go watch the PFL card too they probably did some fun things some some probably I, I gotta go back and watch the Andre Harrison and the other dude I heard that fight was pretty good um, but go give all the fights we mentioned to rewatch pretty pretty solid weekend uh, of fights I don't have it Let me pull this up uh, what we got going on next week. Uh, we will have UFC, oh, that is the, uh, on August 3rd, UFC on ESPN 5, the Covington versus Lawler card, which also has, oh, Lord, this main event, uh, co-main event, uh, Clay Guida and Jim Miller, uh, we got little, little Gastelum, Nazrat uh, Hack, Hack Parash versus Joaquin Silva, Trevin Giles versus Gerald Merchardt, all right, I'm looking down this list, I'm not getting a lot of, uh. Alright, there's not a lot to get excited about when this uh... <laughs> Very main card. Yeah.
2: I mean, even then, the main card isn't...
0: Yeah, even the main card is still... Well, I mean,
1: on one hand, yeah, but on the other hand, this starts at, like, 3 p.m. You'll be work. in and out before dinner.
0: Yeah. I'll be at work, so... Yeah. Be one of those kind of quick in and out. Oh, man. I don't know. But there's a card next week. There'll, there'll be some, some fisticuffs flying around, so... Well, we'll have to talk about it anyway, but it, I, yeah, I, hopefully it turns out to be one of those cards that even if there aren't, like, a ton of meaningful fights, just...
2: I'm upset that Kwayo Silva didn't make the main card despite the fact that he has beaten Leon Edwards, Nordine Taleb, and Danny Roberts. Mm.
0: <laughs> they well, watch those fights, that's why. <laughs> well, real quick, um, there is I mean, a championship he, card next week.
2: Ooh, who, who's on that?
0: It's actually pretty good. Uh, we got Martin Wynn versus Koyomi Masushima. Uh, Edward foley versus Eddie Alvarez, uh, Mighty oh, Mouse. Versus, that's the uh,
2: stacked one, yeah.
0: Yeah, Tatsu Mitsuada. So, uh, yep, Yuya Wakamatsu on the card. Uh, this is one championship, Dawn of Heroes. Didn't they use his name already?
2: I mean, probably, but also probably not.
0: It's a sequel. <laughs> yeah,
1: I Heroes swear keep dawning, dude. There was a card like dawning.
0: two months ago that was called Dawn of Heroes. I no, they don't,
1: they don't just stop dawning. They just dawn again. <laughs> yeah.
0: But uh, that's going down on August 2nd. This, this will honestly probably be the better card, I'm pretty sure. There, there are a lot of, good, uh, lot of good fights on this one. So go watch There's one any championship. Any boxing on going on? Um, well, see, I'm on Sherdog. Sure Sherdog sure doesn't show the kickboxing. Ah, okay. They only show the MMA ones. That but even so, so if there are kickboxing, it, it just adds to what's already a really good card. So no, I
1: meant in general. We got any, like, other cards? Oh, we got any boxing shit. going on or?
2: Uh, we got Marcus Brown versus Jean Pascal, which I don't think anybody's actually looking forward to. Um, I'm
1: not. I'm definitely not.
2: Yeah, Chris Arriola versus Adam uh, Kalnacki. Mm. Cur, uh, Curtis Stevens versus Wale Omotoso. Yeah, not not a whole bunch going on Curtis there.
1: Stevens still kicking around.
2: Yeah, he's he's been memefied, but he's still here. <laughs>
0: There you go. There will be a uh, fist to be thrown next week. So, you know, get in, get in where you fit in. Find, find what you want to watch, and go, go watch people get get punched and kicked in the face. Uh, but that is all we got for today's episode. So, I guess we can go ahead and close with parting shots and shoutouts. Uh, for the first time in a long time, I don't have a shoutout, but I do have a shot, which I, I don't have often i haven't had a shot in like a month but uh i went out yesterday and i saw a youtube video that my friend showed me um this is something that already happened like two years ago so i'm i know i'm late but i had to bring this up because it's hilarious and it's still mma related um so i'm throwing a parting shot uh, about three years late (laughs) to a gentleman named jay Kieros. um I wonder if that's even his real name after this story. I don't know. But um, uh, Jay Kieros uh, was <laughs> a quote-unquote IBJJF-recognized black belt uh, under the world-famous GF team. Um, he ran a, uh, a serious McDojo. I want to say this. Was this in New York? I think this was in New York. So if you type in Jay Kieros' name and last name, Q uh, U uh, E I R O Z, um, if you if you type in his name in YouTube and you just watch these uh, McDojo videos of him and his students, it is a um, woof. It's something. It's something. You watch the, You watch these videos of him rolling, doing his uh, jujitsu, quote unquote. Boy, it, it looks rough. <laughs> He was trying to teach his students how to do this, do a single leg, and he just had his head exposed to be guillotined at any moment. Like, there, there are literally videos of him in his gym, like practicing rolling, and they're like at, it looks like they're at like a public park, like outside of a school. <laughs> <laughs> it's bad. Like I, I can't, words can't really put in into a uh, description what you just gotta watch it um but he was exposed by a gentleman named Mike Paladino who was actually a legit uh uh Brazilian jiu-jitsu practitioner so there's a video of uh of Mike going to his gym and they have this really long conversation and Mike is like yeah I want to roll and and Jay's like no I don't I don't okay I I'm not going to roll with you you're not a you're not a black belt he's like dude I just want to roll I thought you did jiu-jitsu he's like I do roll I'm not, but I'm not rolling with you and they went through just this whole argument and Mike just calling him out like where'd you get your black belt from and he just he ends up I guess to say he kicked him out the gym but Mike ended up leaving and before he left he was like so are you a black belt and Jay was like I want to thank you for coming to my gym today he was like no are you a black belt he said I want to thank you for coming to me. he was not trying to answer the question um so shout outs to Mike for exposing the McDojo but uh just parting shot to Jay for, um, don't, don't be the McDojo guy. It's never, it's never a good look. Like those training videos were, were, I don't know if you call them training. I don't really know what they were. It was bad. It was, it was, it was terrible. But this, this happened back in like 2015, 16-ish, um, but just go watch the videos on YouTube. It's it's hilarious, but it's terrible. But it's it's MMA. Well not well technically jujitsu, but McDojo's are just kinda weird. It's just it's weird. And the fact that he had students was even crazier. But um yeah. Parting a... uh, No, they just part parting shot to Jake Heroes for being a McDojo guy and, and shout outs to Mike Palladino for for exposing him. Just Say no to McDojo's.
2: It's just a shame that we didn't, we didn't have, like, YouTube back in, like, the 80s and 70s and, like, oh. video recording.
1: <laughs> oh, my God.
2: Because, you you know... The, the shit from back then must be wild. Because they had no idea what fights looked like. Frank Dukes. Like, there were, there was a sizable amount of people who thought professional wrestling was real. Like, I'm, I'm just... Kidding. Imagine what, the, what, what these people must have been practicing in the gym.
0: Oh, mm. Right? Need a whole just like McDojo documentary.
1: Now I'm thinking
2: about it, yeah. <laughs> people try to do like death calls and like stop your heart from like uh, beating and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm just thinking about all those like knockoff Tiger Shulman gimmicks. <laughs>
2: Oh uh, god. Um shouts to uh, Jose Ramirez who beat Maurice Hooker uh yesterday, knocked him out in I think the sixth round. Um like really, really good performance from him. So props to him. Um I believe that fight was on the zone, it was for the uh the WBO and the WBC super lightweight titles. So now what two uh no, number one Super in the world, so props to them for that. Um, what else? What else? Salute. Uh, oh, uh, shout out to uh, all the women who were part of the WNBA All-Star Weekend, because that was this past weekend, so props to them. From my heart it was a good show. Um, I didn't get to watch because I was in New York, but or it was great, so props to them. Joey, do you have a shot for us?
1: Oh, like, uh, actually, to piggyback off what you said, the only uh, props I have is for Erica Wheeler, who won the MVP despite not being drafted.
2: Yeah. Mm.
1: Not a WNBA fan guy or whatever the case may be, but that story popped up on the timeline. and I thought it was pretty cool. Uh, That's it. Just be good to people. Be good to one another. My message whenever I leave here, always be good to people.
2: Why is Sammy Sosa trending?
0: Don't, don't, don't click
2: don't,
0: on it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what it is, but I'm just, I'm just telling you. Don't, don't.
2: know. Uh, it's just people finding out they he breached the skin.
0: Oh, y'all, are, they're all about ten years late to that party, buddy.
2: Yeah, I f- swear to God, Twitter rediscovers something every fucking day.
0: Yeah, well, yeah.
1: You gotta get mad about something every day when you're on
2: Twitter. I mean, there's plenty to be mad about, like.
1: I'm just saying, you just, you know, can't get mad about the same thing all the time, I guess it gets old.
0: True. You gotta. You, Twitter has to have like a angry rotation. You know, every, every. Angriest week. place on earth. Yeah. Yeah. Hate. Hate makes the world go round. Unfortunately.
2: It generates engagement.
1: Angriest. Angriest place on earth is Twitter, and then like the DMV.
2: See, we need to start naming our episode titles. Like, I can't believe. Uh. 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 Frank Yeager sucks now. <laughs> and we'll get all the hate God. on YouTube, we're but going, we'll get... going to
0: click, we're going the clickbait route.
2: Yes, literally,
1: literally shaking about Olivier Albon Mercier. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we
2: we we don't change anything about the show.
0: We just change the title. <laughs> we just change the title. God, I just I I have a certain hatred for clickbait in my heart that just really really bothers me. Nah, who started that, man? I, see,
1: I, I, I do have a hatred for that. I have a bigger hatred for people who just don't read the story. Who comment and then read, like, read first.
0: I don't read if it's clickbait. I'm just I was saying, like,
1: yeah, we're, we're talking I about.
0: Just, I just ignore your whole article.
1: There you go. Don't, but like, the people who get mad. Uh, Before you get emotional.
0: Yeah, I just, yeah. Gotta gotta seek out your facts first. But that's all we got for today's episode. So as always, give us a listen. SoundCloud, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play. Send questions to Dototalk Podcast at Yahoo.com. Hit us up on social media at the Doto Talk Podcast Facebook page as well as the Instagram page. And follow me on Twitter and Twitch at Serial Sensei. And as always, anytime people are being punched and or kicked in the face, we will be there to talk about it. And until next time, we will catch you guys later.